Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast. I am Jason. And with me today, our uh, two special guests are, as usual, we got Rich. And also, um, as usual for these occasions, we have uh, Curtis Harris of Pro Hoops History. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. So we are uh, watching another live game. We are talking about the Toronto Raptors and the Phoenix Suns from February 27th, 2000. Uh, This notably being the first time. Time that Vince Carter crossed the 50-point mark in his career, one of his great early games, not long after he had won the slam dunk contest and come on the map. We figure with you know this being the end of uh, Vince's career, be a good chance to celebrate him and look at two very interesting teams at the time. So shall we uh, get it started? Yeah, let's get going. So people uh, on the video you are seeing uh, right now, you should be just Seeing a, a GeoCity site, which I, <laughs> that shocks me. It's yeah. awfully I didn't know that anybody could still yeah. be active on uh, on GeoCities. Maximilian's a, a big time YouTube uploader, so I like that he's still using the GeoCities. I appreciate it. It's, nice. it's not the same without GeoCities slash because remember you had to have like a neighborhood. I think at the time. Oh yeah. Remember right. you had to be like GeoCities slash like something <laughs> slash your name or whatever. It was really ridiculous. But now you don't have to do that. Now you can just be GeoCities.com slash Maximilian. So you should be seeing that screen. Uh, we're gonna play it for everybody that's watching it live. If you're gonna watch on a replay, uh, you can either watch through our video or if you're listening to this, if you're just listening to a stream of this, I will have a link in the description as well. So, Jason, what you're going to do is say, three, two, one, play. I'm going to hit play. You can hit play. We'll all hit play, and then we'll watch. If you're a quarter of a second off, I'm sure you'll be okay, but at least try to link it up as much as possible. It makes it a little bit more fun. Thank you, Rich. All right, uh, counting down, three, two, one, play. He's got a long intro. There we go. This is a long intro. There we go. So this is the first Toronto Raptors game on NBA and NBC. So many historic achievements that occur 
during this game. We've got Luke Longley as a son, which is the reason Curtis Harris is here. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, we have boys uh, over and back uh, favorite Cliff uh, Cliff Robinson. He loves oh, us. Oh yeah, he loves us. Yeah, he's definitely not not cursed us out on Twitter before. So that's uh, cer- certainly a thing that's not happened. We got Penny Hardaway's a son. Jason Kidd's still a son. Scott G- Skiles' is coach. We got a lot of a lot of hair. A lot of hair. Old Skiles too. He's not so fully bald yet. So that's you know. So, so Curtis, you, you haven't said much yet. What, uh, what do you think of uh, just this? Uh, what excites you about this game? Well, I find it exciting that America finally learns what Canada is because <laughs> yeah. it's the first Toronto Raptors game on NBC. Um, the the oddity of the rosters—they're uh, both in kind of like this in-between period. So, um, I mean, we just saw like Luke Longley and Gugliotta and Cliff Robinson and Penny Hardaway with the Suns, and you got McGrady and Christie with the Raptors. So, uh, it's a very different but very fun uh, makeup of the rosters, I think. Right, and and they're both you know fairly good teams. The Suns are actually yeah. you know, real good this year. Um, but not really a time period in which I think of either one being good. I guess the Raptors a bit, obviously they're going to challenge, um, go pretty deep in the, in the playoffs in the next season and, you know, have some highlights around the Vince era. But for the most part, you know, this is not a great era for either franchise kind of in between era. Well, the, the Raptors were still <laughs> finding an era and the Suns were kind of between eras. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's it is a, a strange cause yeah, the Raptors at this point, I mean, there's, there's, you know, one, it, it, it's amazing that they had never met on NBA and NBC before, but then you also realize, like, yeah, I mean, I guess, other than just, like, a token game here or there, had they really earned any, uh, you know, chance of being on there. I mean, they had gone through, like, at this point, I think, what, three coaches? I think Bush Carter was maybe the third or whatever. Uh, gone through a real a bunch of team identities as well. That's one of the funny, interesting things about the, the early Raptors are you have the, the you know obviously the early Stoudemire years and there's kind of this in-between weird year, uh, you know, years with maybe the Camby as the top guy, and then now you have the you know the Tracy McGrady Vince Carter years and, and the Tracy McGrady years aren't going to last very long because he's going to be on his way to you know Orlando uh, shortly after this. But uh, Vince is now kind of becoming and maybe this is a game uh, and the big reason why we chose this game because this is really I don't want to say his coming out party because obviously everybody was well aware of Vince Carter at this time, but this is like I think for national audiences to kind of first realize hey here's what this guy's all about and he's pretty damn good. And, oh by the way, there's a team in, in Canada too. They're fun. They're purple. Right. You like purple? Yeah. <laughs> No dinosaurs in their on their jersey anymore, you know. Which uh, a little bit more serious Raptors. Rest in peace. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna comment on that that uh, the Raptors definitely matured because they got good jerseys finally. Yeah. I do not know what the appeal is to that, that stupid dinosaur jersey. I do, really who awful. knows, man? They're, people are going yeah. people are going nuts these days with like clearly yeah. bad jerseys, but because they were in the '90s, people are like, "Oh, that's cool." And yeah. I'm like, "No, the Pistons jersey is never cool. Stop, guys. Yeah, it's uh, hideous." Like the, the, the Raptors one, I think, is fun as a. It it's got some cheek to it. it. Yeah, it's got some but, sort of novelty but, but or some the fun other bad ones to that it. People are touting are yeah, they're they're bad. Like the Sonics, yeah. we talked about the Sonics red like last yeah. time. I mean, that's just a, a, an absolute no. abject disaster. That should never right. ever see the light of day ever again. Nobody should I, ever. How do we feel about joking. these Suns uh, jerseys? Because this is really the end of this era. Probably another year or two of these before they, you know, go into yeah. their Nash era look. Yeah, that was an unfortunate change. Um, yeah, I like these. These are some really beautiful jerseys the Suns have. So it was a shame yeah. when they got when they got rid of them. Right. They're a little busy, but I. But overall, you know, for considering the era in which they were in, they're uh, you know much better than the vast majority of looks from that period. Yeah, no, I think so. they're um, they're probably the best example of a jersey that was that you could tell is from the '90s, but didn't look terrible. 
I also think the uh, the, Net, the Nets jerseys too from the '90s are pretty good till the late the late era when they went to those, that weird gray one. <laughs> the Aaron Williams yeah. jerseys, right? Yeah. Call them, yeah. Yeah, about the time they got Kerry Kittles, that's when they got <laughs> right. really weird. Right. Hey, Vince, it's a fadeaway oh, there. There we go. I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to figure out, and I, there's absolutely no way to figure this out. But um, so this is on my birthday, so I'm glad you guys chose this one. I was uh, I'm celebrating oh, nice. on February 27, 2000, but. Uh, I imagine I probably watched this. I watched a lot of basketball, and I, you know, probably wasn't doing anything on my birthday that year. And I became a huge Vince Carter fan. I do wonder if this game had to play some factor in it. What's I mean, I, I, I'm sure there was many other reasons why I became a Vince Carter fan, but like, I, I do wonder if like you know having a dropping you know 51 on your birthday. That's yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's memorable for, right for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. Well, it, it makes for a good story, so we can just go we'll ahead. We'll go with and that. Tell yeah, him. he 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 knew. He's right. like ah, some young impressionable fan is, who's a little bit, a little you know, he lost a little interest in the NBA once Jordan left. You know, once the Bulls kind of fell apart, so he needs something sure. to believe in again, and, and I'm going to be right. that thing for him to believe in. So yeah, you 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 call it a dose of insanity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although right. I will tell people I was probably more upset Scottie Pippen left than Michael Jordan because I was <laughs> I was edgy and I didn't like Michael Jordan growing up, and now sure. as an adult I realize why I didn't like him. But you know, hey, it's cool. I was ahead of the game. Except it's the same part little, documentary. More dribble and smoke than you probably should have. <laughs> oh, sure. Traumatic reactions at the uh, foul call there from T Mac. That's, that's more passion than I've ever seen him have on the court. I just realized this. The Raptors have a really tall lineup. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Tracy like, McGrady is what? He's yeah, like, shooting guard right now for them? Yeah, they're, they're, their point guard is Doug Christie, I guess. <laughs> right, right. yeah. He's 6'6. Six, six. Four, six, five, he's, yeah, he's like six five, six six. Car- Carter's six seven. McGrady six eight. Well, I guess it kind of peters out because Charles Oakley. Yeah, then everyone's six eight. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so everyone's like six five to six nine. Yeah, right. The Suns are actually pretty tall too, if you think about it, because you got. I mean, yeah. kids obviously short, but yeah, Penny, at, I guess, presumably the shooting guard. And then, like, Cliff Robinson's your small forward, which, you know, again, like, it isn't too ridiculous. But, yeah, Gugliotta and Longley in there. It's a, it's a pretty lengthy team, so. Yeah. Well, size wins. I mean, let's be honest. It's the, the key to winning in the NBA. Luke Longley's going to dominate this game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he yeah. Hey, oh, hey, oh look. See? Only three times oh. champion. You know, of course. Oh, yeah. Googs. Yeah. Gugliotta blew yeah. it, but that was a great pass. That was a great pass yeah. by Luke, yeah. Oh. So. Get him, Oak. This is this is post-surgery, Gugliata. Oh, but there were multiple surgeries. So. <laughs> yeah, you got to be more specific. Right. I think. <laughs> okay. But yes, well, this is a post-surgery. Gugliata. This is <laughs> this is after he was good because this is like yeah, no, he stinks or, now. Or yeah, he's Hardaway's last year, you know, Penny's last year of you know, kind of being good. Um, you know, before he before more injuries um, and basically the end of his career. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't it in between? Okay, it was like ninety eight, ninety nine when he had the major injuries that um, when he first got to Phoenix. But yeah, he was he was still good this year, but obviously wasn't all star level anymore. But if he had stayed at this level, he'd been a very useful player for many more years. But yeah. Oh, I remember the Suns team. I wrote about it a few oh, years ago. There you go. <laughs> I forget right. what the article's about. Um, God, I can't remember how I came across it, but I wrote about their series against the Lakers in the second round in 2000. And uh, like the Suns weren't 
going to beat the Lakers, but they gave him a pretty good run for the money in a couple games. But Hardaway actually played really well in that series. Okay, yeah. Well, we were talking about it before before we went on air as well. I, this So was this the first year of Skiles in Phoenix? Yeah. yeah, he replaced Ainge early on in the season. Ainge yeah, like oh, that's right. That's seven, right. And then Skiles finished the season out. Right, um, we, were, we were talking off air, and, and anybody who knows the history of Scott Skiles' coach teams is like, there's always this like insane bump. Like it happens when he went to the Bulls, it happens when he went to the Bucks. It happens basically anytime you bring Scott Skiles in, is that like, you know, him riding your ass and, and just being a, a, a miserable prick like works for a year or maybe even a year and a half where the team's just like way over. I mean, he had a Bulls team, you know, they won, what, 45 games or whatever, made it to like the second round. And, 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 you know, there was no business for those teams to be as good as they were under Skiles. And, and that's maybe even what happened with this Phoenix team too. I mean, there, there's a lot of talent on this team regardless, but there's always this weird period where Skiles comes in and everybody just buys in hundred percent and they try their asses off and they jump onto the floor and they, they come to practice early and they do everything. And then about a year and a half in, everybody just decides, you know what? This guy's a prick. Like we all hate, it's like universally the entire team decides we hate this guy. We want him gone as quickly as possible. And the teams always just tank from that point forward. They just like immediately fall off a cliff. Happened with the Bulls, happened with the Bucks, and it happened with these, this Phoenix team as well. It's just it's amazing that that Skiles can get so much and then so little out of guys and, and, and a team so quickly. But yeah, we're in the honeymoon period of Skiles, so yeah, I'm not surprised that they you know took the Lakers to their absolute max. Well, I, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was a couple games they played it really well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The point stands with Skiles. He should be like a basketball boot camp every training season you're right just come in coach till you know the first month or so and then go okay my job yeah, here's that really sucks uh yeah who, well geez i can't remember who was bad this year because the year just ended uh, <laughs> the phoenix suns <laughs> you come in and coach them. well yeah they the atlanta hawks that's i think that's a good team that could have used the sky skiles to bust her ass for three months and then he can go on his way they're yeah. like all right john collins uh you, you learned how to play hard and not take PEDs, and there we go. Thank you, Sky Skiles. <laughs> that's all it takes right there. That's uh, that's 35 wins right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah. I'm, try- I'm trying to envision Scott Skiles meeting Devin Booker, trying to talk to Devin Booker, and then sending in his resignation, like, <laughs> two hours later. Like, yeah. all right, Devin, hi. Uh, it's my pre-meeting. I just want to kind of get what your motivations are, what you like to do, and so I know how to tailor my coaching to, you know, best. And then, like, two minutes later being like, yeah, you know what? Um, I think I'm good. I'm just going to go back and uh, sit on the beach and do whatever the hell Scott Styles does in his days, which I God only knows what Scott Styles does to pass the time. But Wait. Has Cliffy been playing this whole game without a headband? He has. It's uh, weird. Wow. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it at all. So I just noticed it because he made that great block. But yeah. So we had a few people in our chat already say that they did not know Luke Longley ever played for the Suns. And I think um, most of the world might not know that Luke Longley ever played for the Suns or, or played for anybody but the Bulls, really, is I think probably a surprise to most people. Well, people don't remember 25 games with the Knicks in his last season. <laughs> I'm sure Knicks fans do. Or they, Knicks fans don't forget anything, so... Was that pre or post Othella Harrington uh, free agent signing? Uh, I believe pre. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that I was could... definitely free. I have seen you know, so many Othella Harrington games. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Having grown up, because I grew up in Houston. Oh, and yeah, okay. I, we'd watch the local Rockets broadcast every time they had a game, so. I've seen at least like you know 150 Othello Harrington Oof, games. That's much wow. more than anybody should have. <laughs> and Calvin Murphy, who who called the Rockets games back then, would be very ecstatic. Whenever Othello made a post move, he'd be like, "All right, Othello, my fella." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that made great it memories. Yeah. yeah. I guess I forgot uh, the, about the, uh, the uh, Harrington part uh, or the Houston part of his career. I, um, I I really got back into the NBA kind of oh four oh five ish. So um, so by then he was gonna, you know Knicks Bulls O'Hill Harrington was uh, is my best memory. So yeah, the, so this kind of is uh, a little bit of a bl- this area is a little bit of a blind spot for me um, because like I wasn't really you know. I, I was obviously aware of Vince, but I didn't really, you know, know him well as a fan until near the time in which he was pouting on the Raptors and uh, ended up getting traded on the Nets, which was, you know, the kind of, you know, low point for his reputation nationally after, you know, he had come to prominence a few seasons before, obviously, you know, near the high point right here after the dunk contest and, um, you know, leading a, a Raptors team to respectability. Yeah, I just remember my first memories of, of you know, I'd, I'd obviously seen him in, in college and seen highlights of him in college or whatnot. And that's, you know, when I was, and like I said, I kind of fell off the NBA for a little bit, maybe about a year or so, uh, then came right back. But yeah, I think it's it's hard to understand just how important he was to the NBA at that time and how big of a deal he was at the time. I mean, Curtis can, can, can probably um, follow up on that a little bit more too. But like, it's it was a league that was just desperate for like a star, you know, desperate for, for anything. And, and you had Allen Iverson, but obviously... Um, you know, and, and and Curtis again can talk about this a little bit more as well. There was this, okay, yeah, we need a star. Oh, but not like not one that looks like that. <laughs> like we want a star, but not like headbands and tattoos yeah. and stuff. Like not that type yeah. of star. So there was this yeah, like this was a little more clean cut. Exactly. There was this need to have. Okay, no, no, we need like a real star. To, you know, a guy that looks like he belongs and all. You know, quote unquote, all this sort of weird language that was that was used around Allen Iverson at the time. So like Iverson was right there for them, and and they did sort of try to embrace Iverson as a star a little bit. But obviously there was that growing. You know, sent the, you know the negativity towards Allen Iverson, the negativity around Allen Iverson. So I do remember at the time that when 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 you know Vince Carter showed up and and he was able to you know add in the awesome dunks, the highlights that are that, that are perfect with a little bit of flair on a pretty fun team with some pretty fun uniforms and kind of this new weird you know in, in Canada and all that sort of stuff. I, it really did help, and and I think what also helped as well is that after years and years and years of oh this you know bald man that dunks is the next Jordan, the next Jordan, the next Jordan, and then there was a guy that actually was like oh no I'm like really good. Good too. I'm not Harold Miner. You know, I'm not, you know, even like a Jerry Stackhouse. It was like, yeah, it's not going to work with Jerry, but like it finally worked with Vince Carter a little bit. And I think it had enough time had passed where people were ready to kind of move on from the Jordan years or whatnot. So Vince came at a perfect time. And, and, and yeah, it's hard to describe just how kind of dynamic he was and jump off the page because like you saw one dunk of his and there was, it just looked different and just kind of felt different when, when he was in the game and when you saw his highlights. And, and you couldn't help but try to say, oh, geez, I want to see more of that guy. I mean, it, it, don't forget, this is uh, right, right after the lockout season, too. And they had gotten rid of the dunk contest as well. So he kind of brought back not just general excitement to the NBA, but also brought back alive the dunk contest, which everyone was thankful for. Uh, and as you've been mentioning, you know, he was also exciting player, but didn't have any baggage, let's mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. Which makes it all the more ridiculous. The next year, when he went to go get his college degree, people were like, "How the, how the hell are you going to skip?" Oh a, my god, I know. Not, not not even skip the game, but like, how can you leave during the playoff series to go get your your diploma? He's like, "Don't worry, I'll be back in time for the game." But everybody's like, "Oh no no no, basketball is most important." And it's like, okay, this is just the hypocrisy at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, want, that, that's want, a great point. You want to be a, a great human, well-rounded, all that nonsense, but then when he tries to go get his diploma, they, they give him hell. Yeah, oh, and I remember so. even as a kid, like, I, I was in, I guess, it, it would inform the rest of my life where I was like, why is that? Like, people should be happy that this dude is doing this. Like, that's cool. That guy's trying to get his degree. He's trying to do that. And he was back for the game, and he was fine. Like, he just yeah. missed the last shot, but, like, you know what I mean? They were a shot away from making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's like, oh, his head wasn't in the game. He didn't he doesn't love basketball enough, and it's like, all right. And, it, and like, it's hard to describe, like, how big of a deal that was like because that that sort of changed the entire attitude like that narrative went around went around went around and, and vince because the raptors never were kind of reached that high ever again that the narrative was oh this guy doesn't care about basketball this guy doesn't care about winning and all that sort of shit and it's it's even more ridiculous in hindsight now that he's like still you know in the nba and, and was able to kind of carve out an incredible career and yeah there was the pouting and there was some you know down years or whatnot but he, he got a real raw deal after that freaking uh you know showing it to the playoff game or, or, you know, going to get his diploma before that and stuff. It's, like, ridiculous that that... But you're absolutely right, Curtis. It's like, oh, we need a guy that's not a thug. And he's like, hi, I'm going to go get my degree. And they're like, no, not like that. He doesn't try hard enough. It's like, all right, what do you want? Like... Yeah. Well, to point out another NBA superstar, we got Sean Marion on the court. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Rodney yeah. Rogers, but okay, <laughs> that's fine. Oh, no, no, Rodney's going to get some love, too. I love Rodney <laughs> Okay, Rogers, thank you. But... But I think this is, uh, yeah, this is Marion's rookie year, so we got another young star here. That's why the Suns seem so weird, too. It's like, I barely remember that Sean Marion and Penny Hardaway played on the same team. Yeah, I mean, much less, you know, obviously Hardaway and Kidd, you know, th that began with a lot of excitement and then ended, um, you know, with Hardaway's injuries, getting traded to the Knicks and Kidd, you know, um, kid leaving. Kid. For uh, for the for the next, you know, pretty soon, I think the next season. So, um, and the big trade for Marbury. So that was really a, um, a you know an era that went downhill fast. And uh, and again, not good for the Suns, although they ended up you know coming out of it a couple years later with a lot of cap space and Steve Nash. So didn't end too badly for them. But I mean, obviously, they were smart to build around Marion. You know, he was not a the most highly regarded guy. Um, when he was drafted, but you know he was good pretty much right away. Yeah, I was actually going to note that I'm, I'm looking at his, uh, his his reference page right now, and I, I actually kind of forgot that like right out of the gates he was like solid. <laughs> you know, his rookie year he averaged 10 points a game. The next year it's 17, and then he's pretty much like 19 to 20 points a game for you know the next like five six years or whatever. Yeah. And, and pretty much until he leaves Phoenix, he's good. He's like really good. And then even when he leaves yeah. Phoenix, he's he's solid until his final year, basically. Until you yeah, know, people he, forget he, he made the All Star team for Steve Nash. who got the Phoenix. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was a rookie player. Um, you know. Um, oh Jesus Christ! Years. There was a four on one fast break. In that. <laughs> who was that? <laughs> who had a four on one right, fast break and then pulled up for a sixteen footer? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been John Thomas. Ah. Uh, uh, so I was wondering who that was. No, I, no, no it's not John Thomas because John oh. Thomas was two for two this game. That man missed a shot, whoever that just was. So. Ah, I'll just blame it on okay. Del Curry. It was probably Del Curry. We'll just go with that. Okay. Oh, who is that? Is Mostly Bogues in this roster? Yes, he is. That is Kevin Willis. My God, Kevin Willis, Toronto Raptor. Forgot that was a thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Kevin like, Willis just was a, just, just, only yeah, like 39 at this point. Team. So, yeah. It's pretty in yeah, wild that we're watching uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Wilson would only play for eleven years after this, so it's like you're, you're in the home stretch here. So, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're watching the twilight yeah. of Kevin Wilson's career. I mean, another right. decade and a half, but yes. So he's, he was actually thirty-seven at this point. Played seventy-nine <laughs> games this year at uh, age thirty-seven. Not too bad. Played seventy-one games at age forty. So he certainly, uh, you know, was durable. 
No, between like uh, Kevin Willis and Otis Thorpe, I think he can get to every NBA team. <laughs> right on <laughs> the six degrees of right. There was one of those a little while ago, a couple years ago. There, somebody had made like a six degrees of Garnett, or I forget who who the player was. I tried it recently. It, it, it's Shaq? like broken. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I, for, I forget who it was, but it was pretty well, cool. Someone. Oh no, but I'm thinking of uh, someone did it with Shaq, where like you could like tie every NBA championship to Shaquille O'Neal over like the last 40 years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like he played with, you know, whatever, Brian Shaw, who, who played with so-and-so. So, you like, you only have to go, like, one step removed from Shaq to get to the last title over the, or the, the last 40 titles. Um, it, was, it was something really absurd like that. Yeah, that's right. I remember that one. That, that was fun. Um, the other one was there was the you, – you can get to um, – you can get from Garnett back to Bob Cousy in like three players. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So what actually I, I found the it, it, unfortunately it doesn't work anymore. It was on Slate. It was Slate.com. It was called Six Degrees of Kevin Garnett, uh, and you could put in two players, and it would give you the the earliest, the, the easiest connection between the two guys. Uh, but unfortunately, it does not work anymore because I just okay. tried it. And uh, but I do remember back in the day, like Kevin Willis was like a perfect one to do because you, you basically got like you know early, early, early eighties until like you know mid two thousand. So it, like. He would always come up all the time, like especially if it was like you, you try to put like some two ridiculous players that have nothing in common whatsoever. It would always find Kevin Willis somewhere in the middle of there because it's like, well, I mean, he played, you know, with in 1984 and also 2005. So it's like a lot easier to. No, I'll tell you this. Not that I'm going to try to claim credit for the idea, but I was going to note that I did it like back in 2012. Where I was like, huh, you can go all the way back to the first year of the NBA using only five players because it was um, – like, say, like, um, player A played against player B, who played against player C, played against player D. You can get back to the first year of the NBA. So it was like, uh, I think I did it. It was Kevin Garnett to Robert Parrish to John Havlicek to Dolph Shays. I think that got you all the way back to the first year of the NBA. Yep, that sounds right. Let's see. And I did it. I feel like I'm missing one player in between there, but I think that works. Um, that would work, yeah. Um, that would make sense to me. Yeah, because Garnett would overlap with Parrish. Parrish would overlap with um, Havlicek, and Havlicek would overlap with Shays. So that would work. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know we had somebody in the chat room asking, how far are we from uh, Jason's kid's uh, bleach blonde hair? Uh, is this pre or post at this point? This is pre, I think. I feel like it's pre. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought so too. I, I I don't remember. I'd like to kind of block it out of my mind. I think once yeah, how, long, got popular, how long did that actually last? Um, <laughs> is there like a beginning? Like, right. That's got to be cataloged somewhere. Like on this day, Jason Kidd walked onto the arena with, with hideously bleach blonde hair. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get this um, up. So it was in 2000. It was in 2000, apparently. Um, okay. And now I'm getting a pop up that's not letting me just uh, find out anymore. But um, oh, that's a good question, man. Because I remember being in school in the late 90s. There was already some fools with the frosted tips. Oh yeah. So. I mean, no offense if either of you had. I, no, for, for the record, no. I wasn't cool enough to ever have frosted tips. So. <laughs> I, I never had frosted tips. No, it was not. Uh, that's not for me. I had an eyebrow ring briefly, but that's. Um, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Not a good error for me. Yeah, believe yeah, it or not, it, we, weren't, we weren't cool enough to get Frosted too, Tips. It, it, it's, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to believe, but, like, yeah, Jason and I were not cool enough to get Frosted Tips. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is hard to believe, yeah. It's, like, uh, unbelievable that that was the determination of cool or not is Frosted Tips. Uh, but... that, that didn't stop people at my school. No, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, they, they were throwing on those frosted tips. Yeah, they were. That's a bad look, man. White people. I mean, not that we've ever had good looks, but that was a particularly bad look. So. We had good looks. The last time white dudes had good looks was like 1927. <laughs> so from then on, we've, we're pretty disastrous since then. Yeah. And, and we, we, we don't get any better yeah. by the year, so right. I apologize. No. So. Not been a good century for us. <laughs> no, it's been really yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, here we go. I, all right, I found a photograph in okay. Getty Images. Uh, so it was this season, so I found a photograph from the playoffs. Mm, okay. May 2000. Uh, okay. Jason Kidd has frosted hair. So it would have been right after hair, this. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were literally days away from, you know, God, Frosted look at the star-studded affair here in the front row. We got yeah. Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock. And Chris Rock, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, Toronto, that's when you go to Canada without a passport. <laughs> Great, did it? 9/11 hadn't happened yet, so you can just drive across that's the right. border. No yeah. yeah, you need to pick up a pack of smokes or go gamble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drive over to fucking Toronto. Absolutely. And this is a simpler time. Oh, yeah. What a time to be alive. So we had somebody in the chat room as well, uh, Andy mentioned that the, the Raptors having Kevin Willis and Charles Oakley, they would have won every one of those '90s ESPN NBA strength competitions. Uh, who in Oakley? Very true. Uh, Charles Oakley and Kevin Willis. So the oh, yeah. Rogers, oh, yeah. Definitely in the, uh, the bench press competition. <laughs> definitely have a right. <laughs> solid. Although uh, Rodney Rogers, I mean, he, that dude, yeah, he could put up yeah, a little, little weight right. to it. Yeah. Well, you not know, Rodney. Go ahead. He, he was still young. Oak, Oak and Kevin Willis got that old man strength, too, at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, not, not that he would compete in this contest, but, um, I did notice that McGrady is, uh, bulkier than I would have thought to in his, uh, during this period. Like he's, he's got some muscle development. Like he's, you know, it's, he's, we're still super young, but he doesn't look like a kid out there. He looks like, you know, um, like he's growing up out there. Yeah. And I always remember that from him. Like, cause most, you see like 19 year olds now and they're like, uh, like, Oh my God, you need to like do something like Brandon. You see like Brandon Ingram and you're like, my God, dude, right. just like eat something. Please try to gain some weight. But yeah, Tracy always, he, he was always like, quote unquote, skinny, but he was never like wiry. You know what I mean? Like he always felt like he had some bulk or some, some sort of strength to him. So how do we feel about this moment right here watching uh, Toronto Raptors Mugsy Bogues? <laughs> I'm feeling very good about it. Oh my God, Randy Livingston. <laughs> Another Rockets legend. Oh, Rodney. Good Lord. The all-time leader. There you go. You can't, you can't steal the ball from him. That's why he never turned it over. Yeah. I love watching Muggsy play. It's just like comical how small he is. Like you always know, you're like you know he's small, and then you see him in a game, and you're yeah. like, oh my! Like he walked up to, next to Randy Livingston and came up to like Randy Livingston's like hip, and you're like, my god! Like the idea, just the very idea of him playing in the NBA just blows my mind. Him and Earl Boykins. Every time I used to remember seeing Earl Boykins. Right. I love it. Rules. Hey. Because they're, like, small in real life, too. Because, like, most times in NBA, you're like, oh, that guy's small. And I'm like, yeah, that guy's, like, 6'4". Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you've, you've never met anybody that's as tall as, like, Derrick Rose is. You, you know, like, 
Yeah. How, how tall is the smallest active NBA player? Like, there's, there doesn't, there can't be an NBA player right now who's who's shorter than five ten. I would think. Is there? Not that I can think of. Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. off the top of my head who the shortest guy right now is. Um, maybe, maybe like, Chris Paul. Um, do a basketball reference search real quick. Let me see. Yeah. Although they'll have the fake heights there, so we have right, to yeah. take it with a grain of salt. You know. You know well, they finally right. they finally cracked down on it this oh, they, year. Oh, you're right. They did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like so. Kevin Durant was finally not. Six, whatever. Six, what eleven and a half. Yeah. Oh, can you not search by height? Oh yeah, I'll just go. Yeah. Go shorter than that. Yeah, I did not know, realize that McGrady um, idolized Hardaway um, when, when he was younger, and that's why he's number one. Which is interesting, of course, because they both were number one for the Magic, and neither number was retired. Yeah. You know. Um, Oh, just and, you wait. I'm getting, I'm getting it. In. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I, that's a nice transition to the series that you've been writing for your newsletter um, about retired numbers, um, and you know how basically how each individual team has done in terms of um, you know how well it has um, honored the players of its past based on retired numbers. Um, and yeah, the Magic notoriously have not retired a number. Um, yeah, so that's certainly Oh, my a, God. Hold on. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Look at the Oh, yeah. The first NBA game. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like the footage, though. The footage is nice. Oh, yeah. You? I'm happy to watch some old yeah. BAA footage. But... Yeah. I'm sorry, Jason. That, you know, oh, I, you no, no. I, no that, I, that's I, just like, yeah, that's just a trigger. Yeah. <laughs> they knew that you were yeah. watching. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, like I got it. We'll show them the first right. basketball game. First NBA yes. game in history. Can you believe it? Here it is. November um, 1st, 1946. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the retired jersey stuff. Uh, yeah, I should I should begin to Orlando in the, maybe two weeks. But, yeah, they're, they're like the worst defender besides the New York Knicks because they don't actually retire anybody's number. So they have, they have something like a magic ring of honor or something like that. But it's like yeah. just retired people's numbers. Yeah. Like, Stop being different. Yeah, Shaq, Penny, and Nick Anderson. Is that is that easy? Yeah. Even Trace McGrady. Yeah, you can do a joint. Yeah, you can do a joint number one. Yeah. Right. You know. That works. Yeah. Eventually, Dwight. Yeah, when he yeah when he retires, they he retires. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Reasonable to me. Yeah. Um, Rainus and I did a, a big thing on that. Of, you know, two three years ago or so. Um, uh, breaking that down, so that was fun. We'll have to revisit yeah. some other more recent ones, Rich, because um, there's you know been a handful of, of retirements uh, since then. Maybe we can yeah, yeah do I another take on that. Uh, Prohoopshistory.substack.com, by the way, we have it linked in the description. But if you want to, that's that's a must subscribe right now and and forever. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, forever. Yeah. You can never leave. You can never. No, leave. yeah, you should. Yeah, once you, once you pay, you're you're there for yeah. life. So yeah, exactly. Well, I don't see why anybody would stop paying. That's just why. Right. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, it's a, yeah, hey, outside, actually, I, outside uh, of like a complete collapse of the economony, when which no one. No, has even then, you got how much? You know, what, what is it? Like, a couple bucks a month? Yeah, you got a couple bucks. Yeah, sure. Sorry, let's just appreciate that Kevin Willis still had ups. Yeah, that was yeah, my hey, god. Was you nice. see him leading yeah. the fast break and then fucking yeah. going off, man. Yeah, Kevin you did Willis. just dunk it. You like bounced up there. He did. Yeah, let's see this. Oh, yeah, it's going to replay Bogues to Kevin Willis. the top yeah. of the show, but Rainus, unfortunately, was uh, unable yeah. to join us tonight. He had some uh, prior engagement, but, um, of course, we uh, we miss Rainus and uh, hope he uh, eventually is uh, is watching with us and perhaps offering his commentary from the 
you know, from his couch, so Absolutely. to speak. Uh, so I, I looked it up. So the, the shortest players in the NBA last year, uh, Chris Clemens and Isaiah Thomas, they have it both 5'9". Oh, I did uh, Thomas. I forgot about Isaiah yeah, Thomas. Yeah, and then J.J. Barea, they have it 5'10", and then Tremont Waters at 5'10", as well. So I don't know anything about Tremont. But yeah, I still I, – I, I don't think I realized he was still in the league, too. So – yeah, I kind of forgot about yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is sad. You know. <laughs> I never heard of the other guy. It didn't jub jub. I kind of forgot about him, too. Yeah. I yeah. wish I had. Oh, no. I don't think – this looked kind of close. No, oh, that was a bad call. That wasn't goaltending. Yeah. Oh. So they can do replay at this point because it's the check the shot clock? Is that uh... – is that why they're doing a review? I don't know. I don't like know. Um, so, why is it a shot clock violation? Yeah. Oh, Twitter legend Rex Chapman know. in the game, so. Yeah. Good old Rex. Yeah. Hashtag Walk influencer Rex Chapman. <laughs> yeah. Rex is a fun player, I think. You know, I very fun. I feel like I have fond uh, Rex Chapman memories. I don't remember what they are, but I, remember, I, I, I think of him fondly when I think of yeah. him as a player. Oh, sure. So. Scouts is losing hair as this game is going on. I swore he had more yeah. hair when we saw it the first time. Yeah. There, look at that. Gets his foot in front of the line. Decides you're supposed to do yeah. it. Right. Knocks down, yeah. the, you know, knocks down the, the nine two and a half footer. Yeah. 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 Oakley had a twenty footer that we kind of we were talking uh, yeah, about something yeah, else. Yeah, he kind of casually dropped it. Yeah. He had like three of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, all right. So I'm not here to explicitly defend the long two, but okay, I do like it when guys just catch the ball and go into the shooting motion, no matter where they. I'm are. I'm with you on that. I do enjoy that. So like, yeah, so like I, I would say like you know try to get set up behind a three point line, but I feel like guys sometimes just get out of rhythm, like when they catch it and then try to like scoot back to the three point line, but that's not what they're uh, not what they're good at. Some dudes right. like Steph. Obviously, they 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 can work it any way they want, but other dudes, you know, they fuck up their shot. It's like, dude, just take the the shot with the foot on the line because you're already in motion instead of trying to back up. Right. I think that's a good point. And obviously, you know, you can do this too long too well. You it, it is useful uh, in an offense. It's just a uh, you know a, a, basing a style of basketball around it. In retrospect, may not have been the best idea. You tell you tell that's Rudy Gay's face. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. I will. You get Rudy Gay in my face right now. No, you well, tell Demar Derozan right that. All right. <laughs> maybe after you know we're done with our pandemic, maybe we could you know get in people's faces and talk yeah. about it. Well, but, you can get yeah. six feet away. You know, hypothetically. You know. NBA.com ad. Yeah. Yeah. Go on this and watch oh. a bunch of videos that don't look like this because your yes. connection can't possibly handle that. Oh. So. Yeah. Whoa, man. So uh, how how well known nationally was McGrady at this point? I mean, obviously he's in Toronto. Obviously he's a promising, promising young player. I mean, you know, stat wise, uh, this season, you know, he is, you know, averaging. You know, he averages fifteen this season. So, um, and this is, I think, his his uh, his third season. So. Probably not yet. I'm certainly not as established as Vince was, but um, you know he's about to get a whole lot of money during this um, offseason. I'm just kind of curious where McGrady kind of was in that pantheon at this point. I mean, I should I should go back and look at it, but from from what I remember, he was more of a and kind of like a 
kind of like an underground kind of player. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, only people who really paid attention to the NBA knew that he was really good, whereas kind of your your casual fan really didn't know much about him. Sure. And that makes sense, you know, especially given, you know, he's in Toronto and, you know, the teams that are outside of the really excellent teams of the major franchises are, are, you know, less accessible in 2000 than they are for most people today. So, yeah. He also wasn't like a huge like personality either, and 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 even you know at Orlando it became too much. Like he kind of had to be because he became such a big star that like he still. But even then he wasn't like the most dynamic or the most exciting like human being you know or interview ever. Right. And I think that probably hurt him a little bit as well. Um, sure. And he came out of high school, so he didn't have a you know a um, broad base of fan support. Right, 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 college, right. You know, so yeah. This all makes sense. He did have that great dunk contest though. That's the first time I actually remember him. Uh, and, you know, in any other dunk contest, he would have won. Yeah, he was really good that time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. You could see in his face, too. He was just like, oh, yeah. man. Marion's <laughs> got the dunk there. Rodney Rogers is very excited about that pass. He should be. He, he rarely got assists. So. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? I'm going to look up. What was his career assist average? Ronnie Rogers. Let me see. I'm going to guess, like, two per game. Yeah, he was, like, a notoriously, like, non-passer, right? Like, just a black hole. Ooh, I was right on the money. 2.0 assists per game. Rodney Rogers. Nice. This, I think, might be the only winning team that um, (laughs) Rodney Rogers played for in his career. Oh, uh, no. That's not true. He played for the the Celtics and Nets. Um, Those teams did win. Um, So... But he started well, he two years ago. The... Was, was Denver a winning team when he played there? Uh, I mean, they were they made the playoffs both years, or at least in 94. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they were big upside. They were 42 and 40 in 94, and they yeah. were 41 and 41 in 95. So, yes, I was yeah. wrong. So Then he got stuck on the Clippers, who suck. Right. So. Yeah, we can't possibly blame him for the Clippers. Uh. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm not blaming it's, him. It's, no, I'm, it's I'm, I'm more, I mean, it's really Pooh Richardson's fault. I think we can all I'm agree more on sympathizing that. just with his plight of, you know, uh, of not, you know, unfortunately playing on bad teams. But the, the second half of that career was not really the case. Those teams generally won, you know. So I rescind whatever slander I may have given to Rodney <laughs> yeah, Rogers. Yeah, I, hope, I, I hope that he does not, uh, you know, haunt our account. Does it feel like Vince Carter's anywhere near 50 points in this game? right now like what's no, he at <laughs> i feel like he's got maybe 10 that's what i mean like where when is this like i'm sure it's got to come at some point he definitely scored 51 but yeah i'm, I'm like kind of noticing the same thing i'm like hey he's playing fine but i don't know this I guess for a hell of a like game then i guess <laughs> yeah well i a storm net zero at the half let's go net zero i had net zero Nice. Ooh, a wrestling match between Steve Francis and Carlos Rogers. Oh, a wrestling match. Oh, I thought it was a real fight. See, see this nonsense had to put up with? <laughs> you really had to put up with. Yeah. was last year with the Rockets. This is the, the kind of tough. <laughs> there he is back there practicing, and there's just fucking Carlos Rogers. Yeah. Akeem's like, you know, I've been in Houston for 20 years now between college and pros, and so I got to deal with these knuckleheads. <laughs> no wonder he went to Toronto. I know it would be driven uh, crazy there. Well, Hannah's enjoying it, so can't be all bad. She has to. She's, That's she's fake laugh. You can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we have the whole uh, halftime show because I want to see more of that. <laughs> the yes. Carlos Rogers slightly tackling Steve Francis. That's the kind of yeah. thing uh, I'm, I'm into seeing. So. Good time right there. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad that's over with. Back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> some dark days in Houston, but hey, uh, yeah, I was coming, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Really bad. I mean, actually, what's it? They were fine. They were okay. I like them. There was one year they were really bad. I think they won 28 games, but uh, there was one year they won like 45 games, but didn't win. Uh, didn't make the playoffs because the Western Conference was so ridiculous. Yeah, I think, yeah. that was, I think that was 01 or 02. They won 45 games. I think I think 01, and then 02 they would have been terrible, right? Because that's how they would have gotten Yao. Yeah, maybe that was the year they won 28. Mm -hmm. I think I think that is. Yeah, nothing worse than having a roof for Steve Francis and Kelvin Cato and uh, Katina Mobley. I'm sorry, we just focus on the positive. All right, <laughs> get him, Vince. <laughs> I forgot about Kelvin Cato. I haven't thought about Kelvin Cato in years. So, oh. uh, thank you, oh. thank you for that. So, yeah, uh, he haunts nice. dreams. <laughs> just like big, bad, nothing. Yeah. Bag of he, nothing, man. <laughs> I enjoyed him. I enjoyed playing him in video games. Yeah, he was really good in video games. So anytime you played as a right, because he was like. Very tall, so he'd get a lot of rebounds because he was just an right. extremely tall man. Walks too. Yeah. yeah, so you, you always like because I remember playing him with him in like NBA 2K and NBA 2K1 and being like, man, this guy must be really good. And then like watching him in real life, being like, oh, like, I am. Clifford Robinson, also a fun video game player. I mean, fun real life player too. Yeah. But uh, you know, a big guy who can shoot threes—they're always enjoyable. Yeah, give that guy a headband though. I hate the yeah, really hate without a headband, man. I wonder if we have any stats on how many games that he played without a headband because it can't be that many. I wonder if Scott Scouts had like a no headband rule or something. No, he did. He probably did because he did that at uh, when he was in the Bulls and it caused like a big okay. strife when they signed Ben Wallace <laughs> and he was like, you "Can't wear a headband." Right. And he's like, "You signed me, Ben Wallace. <laughs> like, why can't right. I wear a headband?" Go like, ahead. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. That was the beginning of the end of the uh, Scott. So, yeah, actually, I didn't even think of the Scott Skiles factor, but that probably is uh, why he's not yeah, wearing that's, a headband. Yeah, so. yeah. That's, uh, that's another reason to dislike Scott Skiles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is Christie's last year in Toronto as well, I believe. Yeah, definitely. He, yeah, he was in uh, Sacramento. In mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty much... I mean, he he was kind of a journeyman for a long time before he ended up sort of emerging as a pretty good player. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Lakers did. era Doug Christie, and like that it started so early too that he was Ooh. there in like '92. It's like really, yeah, because he was like, I mean, he was was he around like 28, 29 at this point? I'm playing with basketball reference page. Uh, uh, yeah, it was 29. 20, yeah, 28, 29. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he, I mean, he played pretty well for Toronto the last few years. Of course, he'd bounce around with the Lakers and the Knicks early on. Um, but, yeah, you don't think of, you know, um, Christie going back that far into, like, 93 season. Um, but, you know, he kind of had an interesting journey here. And then sort of, um, you know, obviously he was a great player for the Kings and then you know, was kind of a weirdo and sort of just kind of faded away. Uh, I guess he was, like, 35, 36 when he retired. So I guess there wasn't really a... He was pretty old when he got done, but I, I just kind of felt like he always – he just faded away kind of quickly. Somebody in the chat room gave a, a great uh, – they said Kelvin Cato, the original Stromile Swift, which I really do enjoy. Like, okay. We're just like, that guy's got to be good. Look at him. And then you're like, oh, right. he's not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it. Tyrus Thomas also member that club. Right, yeah. You're like, wow, that guy's yeah. got athleticism. He's tall. He's – Yeah. Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> damn it. Well, Stromile was a rocket too, right? 
<laughs> don't do that to Kish. I had noticed Vince Carter has gone into a hot streak. Yeah, yeah, we now see where it comes. But don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't bring up the Houston Rockets from us. I'm, I'm sorry. I just our guest. Know, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean Curtis. I apologize again. I'm just making mistakes left and right here. Houston's had some pretty terrible guys over the years. Yeah, for such like a, a consistently okay franchise, they've had all you know. All right, Rodgers, huh? Fans are getting into it. Uh, give it up. Give it up. Oh, it's lots of dribbling from Oakley there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. What yeah. are you going to do? I'm just going to dribble it off or throw it yeah. on someone's foot. So. He's got it. Vince Carter's finally realized no, that Penny Hardaway is not. So what, he, what he was is the child. So right. He, yeah. He'll probably start scoring over Penny if you want. Yeah. So. And Hardaway such a beautiful player when he was uh, younger. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that he would play, like, what, he played, like, five or six more years after this, but it's like, yeah, it was never. Yeah. There's, like, the heat year. There's, like, the weird Shaq Penny heat era where you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that lasted a handful of games. Yeah, but, it's really uh, gross, yeah. too. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just so bad. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, um, Later career, Derrick Rose, but without the off the court reasons to dislike right, Derrick right, Rose, right. you know. So, he said that sometimes when he gets that open pass to the rim, he's tempted just and the it. without the incessant need to redeem him too. I mean, right, people right, wanted Penny right. to do well, but I don't think there was the uh, same sort of fervor that there is on the other situation. Yeah, people were kind of done with uh, Penny at this point. I kind of yeah. it's similar to the guy we mentioned earlier, like Isaiah Thomas, like as well, where it's just like you know, not necessarily the best player in the league at any point, but like a really, really goddamn good player and like really, really good. And then now he's just kind of like, nobody really yeah. wants him. And he's just right. Like people get him because they think like, ah, I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, maybe he's fine. Maybe he's good. And, yeah, but... and, and his, you know, his absolute peak was very short lived in later in his career. But, um, but yeah, I, but totally. Yeah. He, another guy who just kind of faded away really quickly. Usually it's injuries. Unfortunately. Oakley for three. Or did he have his foot in? I didn't see, but Oakley's been taking a lot of long shots here. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the More Oakley the... <laughs> distance Yeah, I remember some of that, era, but, but... Um, yeah. Nobody seems very happy that that play ended up with Charles Oakley taking a three. But... No, probably wasn't what they, probably wasn't what Bush Carter designed. Okay. So. All right, Charles Oakley, career three-pointers made. Let's see. Oh, actually, a lot more than I expected. Um, he attempted uh, awesome. 169 and shot 68, so 25% from three. What was your favorite episode of The Tenth Kingdom? <laughs> the Tenth Kingdom? I, I was looking at Oakley's basketball. Oh, you missed it. Yeah, missed, it looks uh, – yeah. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah. I don't think it was around very long either. I've never no. heard of it. So. I wasn't watching a whole lot of um, network TV at this point, so it's a it's a fairy tale American fairy tale miniseries um, from basically yeah um, for a month in um, <laughs> well it was it was a miniseries it was intended oh, to okay. be so, oh I see I see I see it's a woman and her father get caught in a parallel world where warring trolls, giants, and goblins have fragmented the kingdoms of Snow White, Cinderella, and Little Red Riding Hood. 
So uh, this would be a yeah, good uh, shit. That sounds terrible. Thing. I'm just going to watch yeah, basketball so. instead. So. <laughs> right. So Vince, 25 points. I think very balanced um, scoring so far for him. Um, you know, like, like you said, he kind of went out of burst there toward the end, but I feel like, um, you know, there wasn't really one standout time where he, um, you know, got most of his points. Mm-hmm. The and yeah, thing, in fact, I, in fact, Carter had he had ten points in the first quarter and fifteen points in the second quarter. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever? And I know probably not the people on the show that are doing it, but uh, have you ever? Like, CBS Sports Network plays like shitty college basketball games, like during the random on, random days on Saturdays or whatever, and they have the rights to the NBA and NBC. They have the rights to Round Ball Rock, and it is infuriating beyond belief. Like. You're, you're you're flipping channels and it's like fucking like San Diego State versus some bullshit team and you hear that song and you're like ah because your brain's kind of like wait a minute what and then you look and it's just like generic boring ass college basketball and it, it, it pains me it's on CBS it's college it's just everything that's wrong in the world I can't how did that happen I don't know I don't know how anybody allowed that to happen yeah you know if we want to examine our failures as a nation over the past you know twenty or so years. Round ball rock, you know, top 20-ish, maybe? Yeah, being purchased by CBS for college basketball. Right. I mean, it, it's right. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's worth considering. So uh, I missed at the top of the show. Who I, who is who's commentating with Snapper Jones? Um, I, I can't remember this guy's name. I know I've yeah, heard this him. Goofy dude. I can't remember his name though. He he did a lot of games for NBC. So this is obviously Marv Albert still is persona non grata with the NBA at this point. I think um, maybe he's doing some radio stuff or whatever, but you know isn't on network TV anyway. So and then they don't have Costas doing it, obviously. So I know Costas did do some did it for a while, right? He was so he was the lead commentator for. Um, he would do like NBC. the finals. I think he would do like the big finals and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't yeah, know if he was doing all, like your but, weekly but games. Some of the big games, I think. You know, some of the big regular games too. You mm-hmm. know, um, I forget this guy's name. I, I I don't know why I don't. Yeah, somebody I, I, will somebody will tweet it. Yeah, as I'm I, sure. I, but I, I feel like his first name is Tom, but then I can't remember his last name. <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. Tom something. Uh, Tom yeah. Tom Hammond? Not Tom Tolbert. Definitely not him. Does Tom Hammond sound potentially right? There's an NBA, NBC guy named Tom Hammond. Let's see. Yeah, Tom Hammond. Oh, wait, I believe, I I believe it's, yeah, it's Tom, Tom Hammond. Hammond. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, I was right. His first name was Tom. There you go. Fantastic. You go. Nice job. Nice. <laughs> All right, yeah. I know, like I said, I've heard his voice. I know, certainly. Oh, uh, he did a lot of Notre Dame football and um, racing and NFL. So, didn't do much basketball, but. Uh-oh. Fast break. Penny. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. It's a relaxed uh, layup. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's oh. 2,000 Penny Hardaway. That's where yeah. those, that's where those yeah. knees have gone is, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to take a very yeah. casual layup here. <laughs> 
Although Charles Oakley was chasing him. He yeah, that's true. You don't want to get in the air too high when uh, right. a tree is yeah. right next to you. <laughs> Fair point. Right. You can eat a shoulder real easily there. Yeah. Um, Working the post. There we go. Getting some good position oh, yeah. there. Yeah, look, 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 good yeah. Post. There we go. That was good. Man, the Raptors' oh. at this time was really yeah. bad. Like, there's nothing. It's just like. Antonio Davis post ups. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, Phoenix this year, um, 53 yeah, and 29. This game. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. should really be killing them. Yeah. The, yeah, the Suns are 53 and 29 this year. Um, they end up being. Um, 16th in offense and third in defensive rating. So, uh, stronger defensive team. Uh, fourth in the league in SRS. Um, so, yeah, you know, pretty stout um, uh, team that year. The, um, they did, uh, you know, they were in the tougher conference for sure. And, um, you know, at that point, um, you know, the Lakers were, um, you know, I uh, were, you know, uh, beginning in their dynasty. The Spurs were still stout after they've been champions the previous year. Blazers and Jazz also had a pretty strong year, and the Kings were emerging. So a lot, a lot of good teams there. Um, the Raptors uh, ended up being um, 45 and 37. Uh, they had a slightly negative um, SRS, uh, but they finished with the uh, sixth seed. Uh, and this would have been, I, this has been their first playoff appearance, right? They didn't make it in in um, 99. Yeah, no, this, no, this okay. is their first one. Okay. So. Yeah, they, they they played the Knicks, right? In the first round. Um, I went off the page. Uh, yes, they did. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. That was fancy. Yeah, that's. Yes. I, that, you've seen that. One. I've seen that one in a bunch of highlights too. That's a. That's a nice play. <laughs> oh yeah, he did that a few yeah. times too. But that that's one of the more famous ones. Yeah, he did that a bunch, which. Yeah. Oh man, you know what I just realized? I had those same shoes that Vince Carter's wearing. Those N ones. Oh yeah, I remember those too. Not the same color, but it's that same design. I had a lot of N one shoes those back the, in the day. I that was that was my I wasn't a Nike kid, I wasn't an Adidas, I was fucking N one baby. Let's go. All right. It's <laughs> probably why I have shin splints these days, but that's all right. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it was worth it for the style. I think it was the Starberries that actually gave me the uh, the shin splints. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> Turns out when you spend fifteen dollars for basketball shoes, they're uh, they're not that good. So. Oh. I like the. Uh, I love Snapper. Yeah. I like the, the comment from uh, from Snapper there. Yeah. Man, why is she yeah. kid like never playing in this game? They're always bringing in Rex Chapman for some reason. Right. Yeah. Like. I'm sure Scott Skiles, like, hated. They're, they probably had an argument or something like that, so. Ooh, oh, sure. Well, yeah, I'm sure Skiles hated this team. Oh, you yeah. know. I mean, there. I don't think there's really a, a lot of players on this team really known for having great relationships with the coaches. Maybe Gugliotta, but 
Um, you know, Kitten Hardaway, definitely not. I mean, long yeah, obviously. But, yeah, yeah co- coaches, yeah. As long as sure, show up. Sure. Hard hat yeah. lunch pail right there. Yeah. Bring that lunch pail. <laughs> Sean Marion again. So, Sean Marion, to me, you know, we're at, we're, I don't know if we want to get into this here or not, but um, Sean Marion is one of those really interesting discussions on you know hall of famer like to me like he definitely should be in the hall of fame just i think of just his uniqueness and his contributions and um then he was really fun and influential player but there are a lot of people who if you oh wow um if you talk about sean marion uh they think you're crazy like i feel like he's one of those And and i guess it really depends on what you want the hall of fame to be any thoughts? Yeah, he's a tough one because uh, you know I was looking at his, his reference page earlier. We're getting ready for the show or whatnot, and I'm like, man, this guy—he's way better than our, I think. And I'm sure everybody kind of falls in that category as well. He's just better than you think he is. He's—he was better earlier than you think he was, and he—he he stayed good longer than you probably think he was as well. He's such a weird case though because I—I I, want to say yes, but I also feel like if he goes in, there's like a lot of other guys that are like of Sean Marion's status that also maybe I, I it's really weird. Yeah, he's one of those I don't know. I, I wanna say yeah, but I also wanna say, uh, you know, you gotta be careful on guys like him going in because it really does open the floodgates a little bit. Then again it is also the basketball hall of fame and who the hell gives a shit. But um I would probably say no, but I wouldn't argue if you said yes, if that makes sense. Any thoughts, Curtis? Did we lose him, or does he just Curtis, not he care to, to discuss it? <laughs> oh, wait. I'm, hey, hey. There um, he is. All right. I thought he... I, was just, I tried telling you guys in the chat. I'm, I'm hearing every other, uh, every few words you guys are saying, so having a little trouble keeping up with it. Oh, sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. But I assume you're talking about Sean Marion. Yes. Okay. Um... My opinion is he should be in the Hall of Fame because he's one of the best defenders ever. Uh, been one of the stupidest things that ever happened is the fact that he never made an all-defensive team. Oh, God, is that true? Yes. Make sure I'm yes. correct on that. Oh, dear God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's so bad. Never made an all-defensive team. Oh, that's so bad. So I'm like, you know, if, if he had been recognized properly for how good he was on defense, you know, he should be like, you know, Four-time All-Star, six-time All-Defensive Team, Sean Marion. He'd be like, oh, yeah, it looks like he should be in the Hall of Fame. But some people only look at the credentials. And since he doesn't have the credentials, so to speak, uh, I don't think he's going to get in. But I think he should be. Yeah. Or he'll get in real late, you know. Um. Yeah, so that, that highlight, by the way, that you, that we just saw with the Bucks game and the Bucks versus the Raptors, like, that's what I mean with Vince Carter. Like, Vince Carter missed a jumper and then got his own rebound by dunking. <laughs> like, you know right. what I mean? Like, that yeah. was something that, like, the first time you saw it, you were like, what in the world? I need to watch more of this man right now. Like, yeah. he missed a shot and then got his own rebound via right. a putback dunk, which is just the greatest thing ever, so. Yeah, he really, you know, when he had that special fire, he obviously was, um, I, I, you know, absolutely phenomenal player. 
and obviously we're getting a sense of that here, you know, with it, with that, you know, merging for him. Um, like I said, I, you know, obviously, you know, one of the prime reasons we're doing this, um, show is reflecting a bit on Carter's career. And, um, you know, he's, he's now set, um, some important longevity um, marks, including being the first player to uh, play in four different decades. And um, uh, the, um, I believe he, he tied the record for most seasons in the, in NBA history. So, um, you know, not really the first guy I would have necessarily thought would have been, you know, a guy who would have set that record, especially with his reputation early in his career of, you know, of, of, you know, being somewhat selfish and, you know, not being, you know, the best team player to, you know, just have a long career as a role player and a really effective one for a long time, you know, it says a lot about how he adapted from, you know, being a star to, you know, being a really good complimentary player. And it's not, you know, we know a lot of guys who aren't able to make that adjustment. Yeah, I think that, that'll always be what I remember about Vince Carter. Um, more than even like the dunking and all this sort of the, the fun stuff of the early part of his career. I mean, that's obviously what will we'll, we'll put him on the map. But uh, just his his ability to kind of transform and 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 adapt his 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 play and be willing to do it as well because a lot of guys aren't. Like we look at Allen Iverson and, and Allen Iverson once he his skills deteriorated just even a little bit. The guy we talked about earlier, he was done because he basically just couldn't adjust to the difference of of it. Even even somebody like a Tracy McGrady really struggled. Um, adjusting to, to it. Carmelo Anthony, we're seeing it right now too, is a guy who will probably be out of the league, you know, within the next two years because he just doesn't, he, he's either not willing to adjust or can't adjust. And, and, you know, we make it seem like it's always just willingness, but it's also like some guys are just not good at, you know, uh, being able to do that. And, and, and Vince was a guy who, you know, after the New Jersey year and, and, you know, kind of, I guess, in the Orlando Phoenix years, just kind of made a conscious effort to be like, you know what? I don't need to be the top guy. I'm not the top guy anymore. I'm just good, like, coming in, doing 15 minutes, scoring some corner threes and, and, and having fun there. And it's amazing because, he's you know, he's added another 10 years to his career, you know, with, with Memphis and with Dallas and, and, and you know, with Atlanta now. And, and there was a Sacramento year in there, too. It's, it's It, it kind of sucks that, like, he's a journeyman, but it's also really, really cool, too, because um, you would have never thought that in 2003, if I told you, hey, uh, in 2020, Vince Carter's still going to be playing basketball. You would have said, there's there's no way. <laughs> like, there's just absolutely no way that that guy's going to do it, either because his skills are going to deteriorate so much or he's not going to be willing to just kind of, like, adapt his career. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's amazing that he was able to do that. And I, I think it's a real testament to, to, to him and his, uh, his desire to play basketball, which I think a lot of people, of course, questioned. You know, and that's why I mentioned at the top how ridiculous it was that, you know, Curtis talked about where people gave him shit for, you know, going to get his college degree and he didn't care enough about basketball. And now, you know, 20 years later, here he is still playing the game, so... Any thoughts, Curtis? Are we still having trouble with uh, with Curtis? Disconnection. So yeah. Oh, he he it looks like he is fully disconnected, unfortunately. So hopefully we'll. Ah, okay. We'll, we'll see if he comes we'll so. Yeah. There he um, is. Sorry, he's back now. I don't know if he can hear oh, us. There we go. This time, but. Oh no. So, yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I think with um, of course, you know, it'd be interesting to see. Um, as you talked about Carter, almost, you know, because he played for so many teams. Um, and I, you know, I think most memorably, of course, with Toronto, and I think that's where, um, you, you know, most people obviously remember him in his career, you know, most of his strongest seasons were there. He had a good run with the Nets as well. Um, but I do think that probably, you know, be, you know, be interesting to see, um, after his career, I know that in recent years, Toronto has 
been much more open about embracing his legacy as the first you know star to play there and as the you know the leader of the first um few successful teams if you know they'll um I imagine they have to retire his number at this point especially with you know Toronto um emerging later with other identities that they don't have to worry about car overshadowing right. you know the accomplishments of you know a championship team yeah i think that that helps tremendously i mean it's, it's weird to say that but like them winning that title last year and, and, and lowry becoming a you know an icon in that franchise too will definitely help because now it's like yeah you know what vince you know we, we didn't win with vince and and yeah there were some you know bad times or whatever but like it's okay it didn't you know ruin this franchise and all that so you you've seen it even the last few years there's been a, a definite more embrace of Vince Carter and what he brought to the team, which is really cool because he he, he deserves that for sure. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, God, they should, if they don't retire his number, Jesus, Curtis needs to have an entire yeah. newsletter that's just basically calling him out for that. So, right, Curtis, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Can you guys hear me? I uh, got you. Yeah, yeah we can yeah. hear you. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. I. Yeah. A- absolutely. And I, I think you're right about the sea change in the fan attitude because, uh, like, the last. Even like five years, whenever he comes back to Toronto, fans are just really excited to see him again. So, I, th- yeah. I think I think they've buried that hatchet. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like for, so. Yeah, absolutely. So I was I was surprised at how many other pe- players um, used number fifteen with the uh, Raptors. Does anyone want to guess the, the other players who were um, who have worn fifteen besides Vince Carter? Did Jorge Garbajosa wear it? He did. Uh, yes, I do. Garbajosa wore 15. They should have not all, allowed that's that. All. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Come on. I don't uh, know anyone else, but I remember Garbajosa. Right. Any guesses? Uh, uh, was there a Jamario right. Moon in there? A Jamario Moon, possibly? No, Jamario Moon, no. Okay. He played for the Raptors for quite a long time, um, from 2010 to 2015. Also was a Piston. I'm just going to say it was uh, Amir Johnson. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. 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 Amir Johnson Um, on the Pistons? Is he there right now? (laughs) He started his career with the Pistons. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Um, The others were um, Anthony Bennett. um, And as you said, um, uh, let's see, uh, Greg Monroe and Eric Moreland. So. So there you go. So no one wore it this season, though, in 2020. So. All right. I don't think anyone's going to wear it again. I, I, I'd be surprised, yes. Yeah, I think they're going to put it in a semi-retirement as at this point. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Also, something that was weird for me to find out. Um, last year, when the 76ers retired uh, Moses Malone's number two, was that no one in franchise history had ever worn number two? Like yeah. Moses Before Malone is. Two. Yeah, Moses Malone is literally the only person that wore number two in the history of the Sixers. So was that a soft retirement, or did it just happen to be a coincidence? I, it can't just be a coincidence, right? So, it I mean, he was the first one to wear it. That's what got me surprised. Was like no one had worn it beforehand. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The Forty-year history of the franchise. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like the thirty-five years before Moses got there, no one had ever <laughs> right. worn the number two, and then. When he left, no one wore it, and he came back for that brief period in the mid-'90s. Of course, he got it back. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think they kind of de facto retired it after, like, you know, 1995. Because they're like, yeah, we're going to retire it at some point, so no one's ever going to wear it. But it took, like, 20 years to finally get it in order to actually retire it. Yeah. 
yeah, I think the more surprising thing is no one wore it from, you know, 1949 to, um, to yeah, 1982. 1942. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's the more surprising thing. So, yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, that's a good find. Yeah, it's not like a weird number. It's not like 48 or whatever. Where it's yeah, like, all right, right, well, yeah, it's yeah. two. <laughs> like, nobody yeah, thought of wearing two. <laughs> I mean, and that, those were the numbers guys wore back then. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. 25, so. yeah, because that's like a number you just get, like, because it's like, hey, we have 15 jerseys, here you go, you're number two. It's like, all right, yeah. cool, yeah, that's fine. That's your weird, like George Mikan. Like, I want 99. Yeah, like, George, come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, whatever you want, George. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Just don't leave us. <laughs> I got to go to that. I, I keep forgetting that I live, like, very close to a George Mikan uh, statue, and I don't, I've never actually gone. Need to go, go tomorrow. I had nothing to do, so I'll just drive there tomorrow, so. Visit lovely Joliet, Illinois, and go look at the George Mikan statue. So, so what's interesting is, I don't know how basketball references search for um, used numbers. Does it not go back to past like the past the merger? Because I feel like I'm not seeing years where players wore anything before 76. Oh, I, I, Norm Van Leer from 72. That's the earliest I see. I guess the point that I'm making is, at least for the number two, I don't see a lot of instances of it being used um, before the 70s, just in general, across the NBA. Maybe it was cursed. Yeah, well, yeah. there must be some weird thing. Yeah, there's got to be something behind that. There's got to be some superstition. Right, because there's a handful of instances of it being used in the 70s, and then by the 80s it's more popular, and the 90s it just seems like it's a regular number. Um so I don't know what uh, I don't know what the aversion would be, but if you look at like 210 players have worn number two, and 332 have worn number three, it just seems like a, yeah, much larger number. So anyway, perhaps we'll have to investigate more. Oh, deep round, let's go. Oh. Wait, you notice D Brown as well, Rich? I did, yeah, I just I just oh. noticed him right there. I, oh, nice. I saw, no, I saw him on the bench in the first half, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's D Brown. All right, <laughs> yeah. I forgot the D Brown experience on the Raptors. It's... Well, I didn't forget the whoever Thomas. Who's that? John? Yeah, I have no recollection of, of that man ever existing. So, John Thomas? It had to be. How many years was he in the league? He had to be like. Two and done, right? For sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with uh, with, with John Thomas, but oh, no, it's like create a player to me. Right. Haywood Workman was on uh, this Raptors team as well. All right, Haywood. Yeah. Was this right, John yeah. Thomas? Played All right. Three. He played five years in the NBA, wow. and according to Basketball Reference, uh, also played in the CBA, China, and Dominican Republic. Ooh. He played a lot, and then he came back and played a oh, bunch of years played, later. He played 11 games for the Hawks in 2006. There you go. I do not remember that. I must uh I That's your say. team. How do you not remember that? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't remember 11 games of uh, in which he averaged six minutes per game in 2006. But, oh. you know, I'm uh, I'm afraid I don't. 
playing with the old Royal Ivy, <laughs> Salim Sadar, yeah, right. and other, right. other fantastic Hawks <laughs> legends. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Salim Sadar. Hey, listen, Salim Sadar was fun to watch. I like Salim Sadar. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him on Arizona. I was a big fan of that uh, Arizona team. Very young in a different era. So. No, not really. Yeah, the, the, like the few years I actually enjoyed college basketball, that Arizona team was like my favorite team because it's Liam Stoudemire, uh, Mustafa Shakur. Um, wow, that's the name I had heard a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I only liked it because his name was it was Tupac's name, so I was like, hey, I like this guy. But uh, he actually was pretty fun. And then uh, I forget who else was on that uh, uh, that team. Maybe Channing Fry might have stumbled on that team. I don't remember. Iguodala, I think, had left at that point. But, yeah, it was, it was a fun little era of uh, Arizona basketball there. So. And then I stopped watching college basketball because, come on. Yeah. It was for the best. I'm not a maniac. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Oh, you hear that commentary? They were talking about McGrady. Saying that he wanted to be a star in his own team. Yeah. Ah, there you go. It's beginning. Yeah. Well, he, he also hated Butch Carter, too, right? If I, if I remember correctly, there was something weird with him and Butch. I, I forget what it was exactly, but... Wouldn't be a huge shock. No, I, yeah. Yeah. Carter, 37 points. Um, so he had 12 in the uh, third quarter. So, again, very balanced uh, performance by Yeah, Vince. not bad. I'll tell you. So this, this is a George Gervin type game. Like, he's just getting points. You don't even know it. Right. Yeah, like, we, we have done, like, the Jordan games or whatever where he scored. And, and, like, you know, it's like within, in, in, there's like 10 straight minutes where all that's happening is Michael Jordan scoring. You're like, oh, I see why he's, he's scoring 60 here. But, yeah, this is pretty weird. It's just like Vince is just getting 10 points every quarter. Just, Right. They don't look well, very good. You get, you get 10, 12, those 14, are not the best seats. In the, those are nowhere that's near the best seats in the house. What are they talking yeah. about? Look at how far yeah, away you not, are. That's not what the sign says. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Miller Lite is sponsoring these as the best. Yeah. Those aren't even remotely close to the best seats in the house. The club level? I mean, come on. Those are fine. They're great. Right. They're good seats. Sure. But... Yeah, Tracy's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy here. I don't, purple doesn't look good on me. Yeah. Hold on. I need I magic if, blue. I wonder if Orlando will give me $100 million. Yeah. yeah. wonder if I can get Penny's number. Yeah, oh, no, they're going to retire. Of course, they won't give me his number. Right. Maybe I'll go to Chicago. Oh, wait, no. Of course, I'll yeah. go to Chicago. Why would I go there? It's cold in Chicago. Yeah. They were going to get Tim Duncan and Trace McGrady that one offseason. So. Right, yeah. And, and Grant Hill, yeah. yeah. So. They got Ron yeah. Mercer instead. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's Slight yes, downgrade from those three, but yeah. hey, you know. Yeah. I was happy with Ron Mercer all the same, so. Yeah. I feel like it's been a kind of a quiet Jason Kidd game. Yeah, well, he's done a – you can tell he's getting on everyone's nerves, too, because he's like – there was a play uh, in that last quarter where he throws up like a weird alley-oop, and it just gets like – it just like goes out of bounds or whatever, and they cut to like okay. Scott Skiles, who's just like, dude. Yeah. Because people forget that too. Like the, the Jason Kidd narrative hadn't quite. He was kind of. I don't know, Jason or, or Curtis. Maybe if you've done any research or, or any articles about this too, but I remember at the time, like he was seen as more of like the showboat that really wasn't like that good of an all around. It wasn't until those Nets years where he got there, immediately got them to the finals, immediately was pretty good with them. That it was really like Jason Kidd, a great leader. But I think at this time he was still kind of known as like. Just a guy who was too fancy for his own good and kind of too up full of himself. I mean, let's remember that he was traded for Stephon Marbury, so that shows you kind of how people viewed him. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, people, you could look at yourself and be like, oh, yeah, that seems like a fairly equal trade. Stephon Marbury for Jason Kidd, yeah. 
in the ball game when so yeah kids reputation went at the highest mark at this point right right yeah and you see why there's like he's done a bunch of dumb plays here where it's like he's got the the, the jason williams thing where it's like yeah it's a cool pass but like you know it went out of bounds it would have been nicer if you just you know gave me a bounce pass or whatever but i appreciate the the uh the flair but yeah, I think people forget that about Jason Kidd. He hadn't quite entered, like, the veteran stage of his, his career in the Nets years and, obviously, the Mavericks years and that sort of stuff really helps him. Then he also played for the Knicks, too, but, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to bring that up. Right, right. Uh, Antonio Davis uh, is back in. A unheralded, uh, important player from um, those Raptors teams. Um, also, of course, coming from the uh, Pacers teams of the uh, mid to late 90s where he was, you know, kind of had a smaller role, but... Um, it was actually an all-star of the next season. Um, and, uh, then had a couple pretty good years with the Bulls to sort of, uh, end things before, yeah. uh, he came back to the, uh, the Raptors again. I forgot for eight games in 2006. I- I'm forgetting everybody who played like a handful of games in 2006, apparently. So John Thomas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how could you forget? I know. So. Yeah, but he was, I mean, nothing fancy, obviously, but just, um, you know, Stout rebounding, good defense, mm-hmm. you know, didn't make mistakes. You know, the kind of stuff hey. that you need to. And... Uh, he, he was the secret sauce uh, in 2001 in that series against Philadelphia. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, obviously Carter and Iverson get all the attention because, you know, they were scoring 50 points every other game. Uh, but Antonio Davis, uh, he was the like, kind of steady, rock-solid guy for the Raptors all throughout the series. Um I think it was in Game 7 he really killed the Sixers. Like, if the Raptors had won, it had been because of uh, Antonio Davis. Yeah. If I remember right, let me look up the stats so I don't look like a damn fool. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're right. I was watching I was watching some of those games earlier, kind of getting ready for this by watching some other uh, uh, ones, and I do remember him being pretty uh, pretty awesome in that series as well. They, they would bring, uh, you know, Jerome Williams in the next year too, and he, all, he helped a shit ton too, really added some more. Okay, yeah, I was on the money, yeah. Uh, Antonio Davis, game seven against the Sixers. 23 points, nine rebounds, 11 to 15 shooting. Damn. Yeah. He lit him up. Because he didn't go get his degree that day, so, you know. Yeah, he exactly. His, he had his priorities straight. Sure. <laughs> he went out to the strip club. Yeah, right. He did what real players should be doing. Right. Absolutely. Getting really, really drunk beforehand. And, and, sure, uh, yeah. Showing up and with flu-like symptoms. Extreme, yeah. And playing extremely tough defense, right. you know. Yeah, smoked a, smoked a cigarette at halftime. He was yeah, ready to go. Exactly. Uh, somebody yeah, actually is. pointed out in in our chat room. I'll have to see later in the game that Marion had a pretty like okay, normal looking jump shot in this game. Interesting. Which is, I always thought like he had that shot Ooh. when he was like a kid, and they were just like, no coach right. could he tell him to stop it. because he kept yeah. making it. And they're like, all right, Sean, like, I hate the shot, but you're really good, so just whatever, do it. Right. Like, yeah. But maybe that he, is a uh, as an interesting observation we'll have to see if he gets any uh, shots. Uh, I, I did. Later I forget on. to. I forgot to know to, to look at it because yeah, I just assumed he always had that shot from when he was like right. until yeah. you know he, forever. So also, this is some damn good defense by Marion Carter's just making some silly ass fadeaways. Yeah, oh, yeah. You do here. Yeah, he's crazy. behind the basket yeah. there. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these were good Raptors jerseys. Um, I um. I don't know if I'm nostalgic for these, but but that was and I I think they look they look now it's totally fine, but um, but this was sort of a nice period, it, definitely a return to something that was for grownups. Yeah, 
I, I have. I, I'm wearing. I'm actually wearing my Vince Carter jersey today. Though. Oh, so nice. In, in memory, I have the purple one though. I, I wanted the white one because the whites looked like so slick. But I got the purple. That's fine. You know, you can't, yeah, that's right. That yeah. Out, so. I'm sure you were split in purple like Prince. No, I think these Raptors jerseys are kind of like the Suns jerseys are. You could tell they're from the '90s, but they look good for the '90s. Yeah. These Raptors jerseys, you could tell they're from the 2000s, but they look good for the 2000s. Right. Agree. None of that ridiculous Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah. That nonsense. Yeah. You know, you got it in for me today. With all the twenty tickets he bought. It gets too late for me to ask. Uh, it's, it's all right if I cuss on this, right? Yes, it is okay. It, it, it I've okay swore a lot, so hopefully. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. That was like this, like the third time I've cussed. It's like, yeah. man, I, I didn't even ask. I, I, I tend to keep it like, PG thirteen ish, you know. But you know, listen, I wherever know. the heart takes you, you know. No, I can't mention like nothing matters anymore. Let's be honest. Who cares? Uh, you yeah. know that, that, that's true. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't mention it, Anton Jameson era Warriors jerseys without cussing. So. No, I, it, you know, reasonable. What was the name of their shitty mascot? He had a dumb name too. It was Thunder. Thunder. That's Wasn't right. It? Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah but that makes like that, that just don't make no sense. Like I understand. <laughs> it made no sense. They, they, they had that racist logo for like the '50s when they were the Philadelphia right. Warriors. Yeah. Like, all right, you, you can't have the, the grinning Indian, the minstrelsy. You can't do that. Right. Uh, then when they went to San Francisco, they had, like, the little uh, Indian headband or uh, headgear. And it's like, yeah, you still can't do that. It's just a little too flagrant. Right. And then they went to the, um, like, the, the golden, the actual golden state. It's like, all right, good. Yeah, Call they had it. They, they were there from, like, <laughs> 1977 perfect. to 2000, yeah, to 99. Yeah. They had it. It was just like. It's like, perfect, great logo. Yeah. Warriors just kind of fluffy, hanging out there. Nobody really knows what it is. Yeah. And then they had this little, like, spaceman with a thunderbolt. Like, what <laughs> right. the hell was Lightning that? bolts right. everywhere. Right. What the hell yeah. is that? Yeah. Like, who thinks of a warrior throwing a thunderbolt? Like, it just. Like, it made no sense then. It makes even less sense now. I don't know what the hell their problem was. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they made a lot of poor decisions uh, in the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was one of know, many. For many. about a 20-year period or so. You know, from like 95 through, you know, 2011, roughly. Yeah, just tonight, we, one, of our, one of our earlier episodes is all about the 1999 jerseys and just like how unbelievably terrible every team's rebranding was like no team it was awful right. every team yeah. decided like we, need, we need to have motion uh, yeah. in our logo well, well, and the thing is that they all changed so in such quick succession i mean like i think 20 or so teams changed their look in like four years so i mean that's it you know it obviously you know, teams have changed look but i don't think there's any flurry of activity of every team getting in on it um in that shorter period of time, plus a lot of them were in- incredibly major, you know, stylistic changes. So yeah, like yeah, like the I mean, like the Sixers, they went from they had always been red, uh, red, white, and blue, and then yeah. they go to like black, black, gold, and white. It's like what the hell? Right. Yeah, Pistons aside, you know what? Actually, instead oh, of blue and red, let's teal. just go teal. fucking teal yes. and red, and we're gonna have a blue horse head. Red and... since like 1940. Let's change it up to teal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What are you doing? You know, Fred Zellner really loved Teal. You know, it's a... Uh... Is that like a render? Is that like a computer rendering of Michael Jordan? Did they not find a picture of Michael Jordan? Is that Zantabak? Zantabak alert. Hold on a minute. Oh. Zantabak, Houston Rockets legend. <laughs> Is that who that was? I don't know. <laughs> did he ever play for the Raptors? I don't know. There was a Yes, large... he did. He, he did play for the Raptors. That he must did. have been him then, yeah. 
Well, man, I shouldn't be so authoritative. Now I'm doubting myself. Okay, no, it so actually is not Zantabak. I don't know who the hell that guy is. One minute, uh, that's what I'm looking no. up right now. There was oh, Zantabak large... played for the Rockets and Pacers. Yeah, he did yeah. play. For, he did play for the Raptors, 95 to 98. So he would not be okay. there anymore. So, all right, all right. But there is a large, large European man. Let's find out who they drafted way too early in the draft, assuming that. <laughs> I um. Oh, it's okay. I oh god, I cannot pronounce this man at all. He is from. Alexander. Um, yeah, he's from Montenegro. He's Serbian. Yeah, Alexander yeah. Rajovic or Rajovic. Yeah. Rajovic, Radojovic, probably. Yeah, yes. let's go with that. He uh, um, didn't play much, so don't no. don't remember him too much. The the Raptors had uh, seven games with Antonio Lang and five games of Sean Marks uh, during this time as well. <laughs> so. And Yogi Stewart. Yeah, there are a lot of Raptors. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of names on this team. Yeah, Sean Marks. Don't if you ever want to be like so depressed and just be like, man, if only I was six ten. <laughs> that dude played like eleven years in the NBA. Yeah, he's probably got a mansion. He's he's self quarantining next to his like gigantic pool, and it's just like, man, life life is not right. fair. Like, well, he's Nets GM, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. I forget he is now. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. So, yeah. I guess he's earned. Well, he's doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. I forget he is. Yeah. I just remember because he, he uh, in the NBA two games, if you would sort by like least overall, he was always there at like a forty two, and I was like, oh, just delete the guy from the game. <laughs> it would be like four years after he had retired or whatever, but maybe he didn't officially retire. Yeah. But yeah, like he was a forty two, and the next closest was like a fifty eight, and I'm like, oh come on, just like delete this guy. <laughs> Oh, look at Kevin Willis. Is that? Yeah, Willis. Yeah, that's Willis. Yeah. Dean, Dean, yeah. Get, get up, man. Get out there, yeah. Kev. Yeah. There's some, some beef out there. Oh. Oh. Speaking of beef. Rodney, Rodney yeah. Rogers. Then he gets yeah. out-muscled by Rodney Rogers, man. Damn. Yeah. It's a tough one. Oh, someone said a bad word. And it wasn't Curtis. <laughs> sure wasn't. Yeah, this has been, stylistically, this has been a pretty fun, energetic game. You know, it hasn't been a slog. It hasn't been, like, I think it's been pretty well executed. Not too much fouling. You know, it's definitely not um, indicative of, like, the worst aspects of this era of basketball. Like, it's pretty, like, free-flowing, like, you know, good team play type stuff. You know? You're getting some okay. Yeah, there, there is, like, the, the, the natural inclination that, like, every time down court, if it's a half-court set, it's just, like, guy dribbles, guy gets in the low post, guy dribbles a bunch in the low post and then passes out or whatever. There has been a bunch of that, but it's been like, it's a little bit more dynamic because it's guys like Vince and Trace McGrady and those sort of guys. Yeah. But you can see the style changing a little bit from like, maybe this isn't the best idea all the time to give it to, you know, Luke Longley down low and let him, you know, <laughs> right. operate. Maybe we can try to, you know, let Vince Carter drive. and Right. I feel like there's a little bit of motion in both offenses that's, you know, um, not just, you know, Carter or McGrady just trying to isolate it with everyone just kind of standing still. Like there, there's motion that's creating opportunities for them. Um, so, Whoa. oh, look at nice. that! Got the scoreboard. Who, who made that pass? Was that was that Hardaway? Yeah, uh, it was Hardaway. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, Rogers had the dunk. I think Penny had the. I, I believe that. Right, Penny had the had the pass. That was who I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Rex Chapman sighting again. Oh. There he is. Trying to lock down Doug Christie, but failing. 
Oh, what the hell happened to Doug? <laughs> yeah. When did he get that Band-Aid? Yeah, he had it, or he had it just a bit ago when he was shooting free throws. Um, that was the first time I noticed it. No one dug it. He maybe he'd gotten it the night prior. So yeah, four fouls and zero points. For <laughs> that's my so. kind of game, man. That's that's yeah. me. <laughs> we should uh, we should tweet this one at him and uh, note his box score. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, see if he uh, so send up a screenshot. Yeah. yeah, we could definitely yeah. use a retweet from old Rex. So yeah, let's do that. There you go. Sure. He's an influencer after all. So. I'm going to go ahead and spoil things and look ahead at the box score to see. Um, yeah, uh, zero points. The basketball reference says he only had three fouls. So uh, maybe one. Yeah. Uh, a steal and two assists. Um, so. I don't know what to believe in anymore. Yeah. I think you're still safe to give the, cr- the screenshot, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, the uh, leading scores for the Suns, uh, Hardaway and uh, Rodgers, who's going to end up with 28 points off the uh, bench. I uh, don't know exactly how many he has now. Oh, but, what a oh, steal. Nice steal. Oh, oh Penny. Yeah. All right. Oh, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I was nice. kind of pissed that we would get a dunk, but we got it anyway. Yeah. Cool. That was kind of like – and he did that like sort of half-hearted too. Like, yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's why he was it. insane. Like, yeah. we had never seen, like, a, a leaper quite on, like, where it was just so effortless. He just glided right. through the air, like. Yeah. Like, there he is, like, eh, I guess I'll just yeah, I might do as well, a yeah. 360 windmill. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it at windmill. It's fine. Yeah. Very casual 360. He was definitely going to do a windmill before he got fouled. Right, yeah. Does he read the Bible? That's <laughs> yeah, a lot of <laughs> a big ass yeah. piece of paper. It's like, yeah. you? Which is praying for a win. And like, I'm gonna be honest. I've seen the surround Raptors uh, plays. I, I don't know if there's too many plays in that booklet there. Right. <laughs> be better praying for a job because Lenny Wilkins is gonna be there next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Bush oh, never yeah. got another. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, Bush didn't get another year. This yeah, he never got another. Year. This is it for Butch. Yeah, yeah he, knows, he knows he it too. He knows. Forty-five it. and thirty-seven. Well, he's looking uh, at his resume. He's looking at. He's not uh, looking at jobs. Got the, I mean, I, the I, I get why. <laughs> I get why you'd go with Lenny, um, but I'm a little surprised. I mean, this was la- Bush's last year as a, a head coach. Um, you know, like, his resume was okay. Like, it wasn't, you know, that's it's sort of strange that he never – one, that, you know, he, he was um, – that he was replaced after this. With, and with Wilkins understa- available, that's somewhat understandable, but they never got an opportunity after this. Yeah, never got um, another job, which is even a, a, a little strange. Is, uh, is interesting. Interesting indeed. Yes. Yeah. I can't can't put a finger on why maybe Butch Carter right? didn't get another NBA coaching job. Yeah. He's an Ohioan from uh, Springfield. I bet it's attitude or effort. It's one of those two. Yes. Sure. Oh, um, Butch Carter's real name is Clarence Carter Jr. Yeah, t- today I learned that he's the older brother of uh, – NFL wide receiver Chris Carter. I never knew that for some reason. Oh, I, I, I swear to God, I just, I just learned that today. I, so. I think that is right. Yeah, I think I did know that and completely forgot about it. But, I don't think I ever knew um, that. I had until no idea. Fifteen seconds ago, I think when I read it, I was like, "Whoa!" Right. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at him. I'm like, "Yeah, he kind of does look at Chris Carter. That makes sense." So, wait, and you said his name is Clarence Carter? His name is Clarence Carter Jr. 
Clarence Carter's one of the greatest singers ever. I know. Yeah, what a... Yeah. Slip wow. away. We're learning all know, Wow. Stroking. I mean, you know, he's got... A lot got... of good, good Butch Carter facts here. That's, that's yeah. what you come for. You come for Vince Carter scoring 51, but you stay... No, uh, it's for... different. Us reading no, Butch y'all Carter's watch... Wikipedia page. <laughs> Forget Butch Carter. No, if y'all listening to this, I need to go pick up some Clarence Carter music after this is over with. Yeah, absolutely. Smoking, looking for a fox. Yeah. Uh, too weak to fight. He got a lot of good songs, man. He had a very uh, classic catalog, yeah. Uh, that is a terrible travel call. There's no way, did he? Unless he moved his pivot foot or something. I don't, I don't know. Think he did. Yeah, Butch doesn't seem to think. See, that's what I mean. Like, Jason Kidd is, like, just throwing oops to everybody. Like, no one's ready for him. Scott was just done. Yeah. He's yeah. Trade his ass. It doesn't seem like a team that would really totally be in sync. You know? No, yeah. So I mean, they, really, they really did break this team up, though. Oh, yeah. They, they, they did. They were, like, he hated Jason Kidd, like you said, so much that he was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take Stefan Marbury, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they traded Kidd for Marbury. I mean, Gugliata, unfortunately, just got injured, had to leave. Uh, they, they, I don't know, did they trade Cliff Robinson? But I know he left to go to Detroit. But I don't know if he signed as an agent or not. Uh, yeah, yeah, all these guys are all these guys are gone in three years. Yeah, Longley's except, gone. Right. Uh, had, uh, yeah, Sean they Perry. they had most of the same roster the next year, uh, but Hardaway only played four games, and Gugliotta only played. Um, he played fifty-seven games, but um, um, but yeah, they did they so they brought back most of the same roster except for Hardaway in 01, and they were a fifty-one win team. And then after that, yeah, they really – it all kind of falls apart um, that year. Um, I think that trade happens in the offseason. They do get Joe Johnson. Um, Hardaway plays 55 games, but it's pretty bad. Luke Lauda plays 40 games, you know, so 44 games. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, they blew this shit up. They traded Cliff Robinson to Detroit. Yeah, I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at these transactions now. Oh, my God. Uh, Go, ahead. Go ahead. They traded – Cliff Robinson for Judd Bushler and John Wallace. They were trying to lose. Oh, yeah. And Randy Rogers uh, for Randy Brown, Joe Johnson, and Milt Palacio. So, stuff there. Yeah, that was a short-sighted trade by Boston. I forgot that Luke Longley was part of the Patrick Ewing trade. He was? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did end up going to yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that big ass. That's like a four team trade. So, yeah, yeah, three or four teams. Yeah. 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 So the the Knicks got Longley, the and from the Lakers they got Travis Knight, Glenn Rice, and a first round draft pick. Um, the Suns got Chris Dudley in a first round pick. The Sonics, of Ooh, course, got Ewing, and the Lakers got. Four players, including Horace Grant and Chuck Person. Um, yeah, a lot of players involved in that. So The Knicks didn't really have get anybody ever, good have... in that trade. Uh, yeah, they really did not. Um, and not really a strong trade for the Knicks, although, you know, granted, you know, um, it is, was old it is by the then. Knicks, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, there's, there's, there's still weight on the strong trade. Yeah, uh, you got to go through a long period of Knicks history to find a strong Knicks trade. <laughs> right. Yeah, they tra- okay, yeah, the, the Jason Kidd, Chris Dudley to the Nets, and Cliff Robertson to the uh, Pistons trade happened on the same day. So Yeah, that was the – that's the – we're, uh, we're throwing up the white flag. Blowing it up. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, have y'all done a show in the early 2000s when they had, like, multiple four-team trades? I feel like that was a golden era of two big deals that were way too big. We've done some big trade um, episodes, I think. Um, I don't, I don't know. We did an episode on, like, challenge or... trades, like, one-on-one, like, good player for good player trades. I don't know if we've done, like, the let's just needlessly throw the Los Angeles Clippers into this deal. Deals, right. but maybe we should do that. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah there was a, right. There was a golden age of like, all right, we have a deal yeah, to announce. It's nine teams. You're like, oh my god, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like 1998 to like 2002 or three. There was just like every year there was a massive four team trade. Yeah, and somehow Trail Brandon was involved in all of them. It was <laughs> yeah, really <right>. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he was an all time like guy that gets thrown into deals. Guy I told I, you know I was looking at him earlier this week and I totally forgot he played for Milwaukee. Like I remembered it, but it, I, I did remember it at the same time. Right. I was like, he played for Milwaukee. I was like, oh yeah, he did. But damn, he played for Milwaukee. Like it just slipped my mind. And Sam Cassell played for the New Jersey Nets. Like shit, I didn't remember that either. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we we remembered that in our when we did our '98 series. So. Oh, yeah, the Sam Cassell was a part of two three-team trades in a two-year period. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you were talking about. Yeah, this is like June 27, 2000. It's, uh, you know, it's traded by the Milwaukee Bucks. This is Sam Cassell. Or, uh, uh, Vinny, no, sorry, Vinny Del Negro is who I meant, was uh, traded by in, in two separate three-team trades. It was traded by the Milwaukee Bucks to the Golden State Warriors. The Cleveland Cavaliers traded Bob Sturr to the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors traded Jason Caffey and Billy Owens to the Bucks, And the Bucks traded J.R. Reed and Robert Trail to the Cavaliers. Like, did that deal have to happen? None right. of those players need to go anywhere. Did anybody, did anybody benefit from that? No, trade, it's like know? Bob Sorrow yeah. to the Warrior. Okay, <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah. Uh, they're all just moving chairs on the second shift. That's what I mean. It's like, right. yeah, because yeah. teams don't do that anymore. They're like, "What? Well, we're gonna suck even if we had Jason Caffey or if we didn't have Jason Caffey." So whatever, just suck. But yeah, this is like in the era where like these GMs are like, "Ah, maybe we just need new guys, new bad guys." Yeah, we just need new bad players. Maybe we'll be good. Like, it's like, nah, you're everything around, you know. Yeah, because now you're just trying to, like, get draft picks or just suck on... But, like, yeah, then it was like, ah, you know, oh, we, we need Corey Blunt. Like, let's... <laughs> we need to... Jason Caffey is safe today. <laughs> right, like, maybe they'll take Billy Owens if we give him Jason Caffey. It's like, okay. Like... So, Oakley, this is Oakley's second year on the Raptors. He's 36 at this point. Um, yeah, played for the Knicks uh, for most of his career, obviously, began with the Bulls. Um, it, kind of a surprising, you know, move to this, you know, this Raptors team. But I mean, I think they did a really good job for a few years of mixing their youth with veterans. The problem was that they couldn't really keep their youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he yeah. Oakley was like a huge, huge turnaround for that team because they had all like the young, you know, you had your McGrady's and your, your Vince Carter's. So you needed like some, yeah, you know, like you said, some kind of old big presence in there. And yeah, Oakley was perfect. Yeah. Like I remember him being a huge yeah. part in turning that team around and just giving them a different attitude. And I mean, like I mentioned, the next year, Jerome Williams is going to come in and just help out even more in that department of like, hey, you know what? You guys do all you're going to do, but we're like the big men that are going to kind of set the, the tone or whatever. So it, it helped out a bunch. Uh-oh. Oh. Off the ball foul, too. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, uh... That's cheap. It was. Jason Kidd, a little tattle there to see him. All right, he is a little. <laughs> All right, we're with three, right. so Suns are down by, by three. 
All right, we're coming down to the wire here. Yeah. Land we got time out. Time out. Yeah, might as well. All right, yeah. yeah, all right. Very exciting. Yes. Hey, Dick Bavetta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking spry and young there. <laughs> Probably only 86 years old. <laughs> I, know, I, was, I was like a youthful 75. Dick yeah. <laughs> Jason Kidd actually made a good pass. Yeah. Yeah, just a normal pass. Yeah, just a normal pass, yeah. So. Oh, I caught McGrady sleeping. Yeah, I did. Yeah, right, which isn't hard to do. <laughs> well, let's see what Butch drew up. Oh. Right. Yeah. That'll work. Toronto has been going to the line a lot. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that stat. They're like 13 to 14 from the free throw line mm-hmm. in, the, in the fourth quarter. Saying Dick had some uh, money on the game. <laughs> Dick uh, had the uh, yeah. <laughs> Raptors <Okay>. over. <laughs> All right, so, so Carter's career high at this point is 47. Now he's a chance to break that. There you are. Wow, he did it. He did. I can't believe it. His mom is so happy. Yeah. She got that gangsta hat, too. Yeah, that's a solid hat. <laughs> nice. Here we go. 49 points. Can Kid make another good pass? Yeah, uh, sort of. Well, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a bad pass. <laughs> right. yeah, it was close. To find good. <laughs> right. It was a pass. Yeah. Iso Penny here. All right. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. You still got it, you know. There's still, there's, it's still there a yeah, little there, bit. There's part there, you know. It's diminished, but it's still. Like I said, he was still a pretty solid player at this point. You could, you could still kind of pretend that he might be a star at this point. I'm telling you, look at that Lakers series later on. He averaged like 22 points. Yeah. We saved it for playoffs, you know. Yeah. When the road money still made. had it, he just yeah. lost what was left of it when yeah. he right. got hurt again. Yeah. So. Yeah, because there was another major right. injury right after this one. Right, right? next yeah. season. Yeah, so that yeah, which you pretty much was spelled the end. Yeah, so I mean, if he if he could have maintained at this level for a few more years, you know, he um, it would have been a a good player for long enough to have his lack of longevity not counted as much against him. I would say right. is you know kind of the you know consideration of his career. Oh, because then he had the, yeah, you're, I forget that then he had the micro fractures and that was yep. fucking right. That was done. Yeah, that was yeah. A bad idea back in the day when they're like, you know what will work? These microfractures surgeries. Right. <laughs> After three years, they realize, wait a minute, <laughs> these don't work. So stop doing no. these. Chris Hart, uh, Chris Weber, Penny Hardaway. Yeah, so many like at- <laughs> super athletic players. Right. Robbed by the old microfracture. You don't hear about it. They don't do that at all anymore. I don't think that thing's long gone. Yeah, I can't remember the last time someone had a microfracture. Yeah. I mean, oh. even when you hear it, you're like, does that work? <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like that would work. Like, so I know you have a little bit of knee pain. So what we're going to do is just crack the fuck out of your knee and allow a lot of, like, all right. We're going to take this chisel. Yeah, is that going to help? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it has to help. Like, that, really? Okay. I mean, I guess I never like really would, realized but... who was involved in a microfracture. Um, yeah, they, like, just take like a chisel yeah, and, like, create right. more damage to your knee for some reason. I'm like, all right. Now, okay. we, know your knees, we know your knee's screwed up right now, but hear me out. <laughs> We're going to hammer this chisel right in the side there. Because I think it was something like it would create scar tissue, but then, like, none of these guys could move their knees anymore afterwards. Ah. Huh. 
Because then you get Chris Webber, you get like, you know, Sixers era Chris Webber, and it's like, all right, I mean, or whatever the hell era, or the Pistons era Chris Webber, or whatever. Right, right. Yes. I'm sure Sixers era Chris Webber is something that Curtis looks back on fondly and you know, has a lot of. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. Well, 270 pound Chris Webber out there. Yeah. <laughs> You get comments about it all the time. It's yeah, history. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> comments about how wonderful it was. Oh. Sure. Yeah. I'd tell you those. Just to comment, this is like people can be so negative. It's like, oh, right. wow. Oh. Get him, Rodney. Let's go. Let's yeah. go, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, sit yeah. down, Mama Ooh. Carter. Sit your ass down. Yeah. Rodney Rogers is here. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rodney, I, I'm going to say Vince Carter's mom, quite a lovely woman. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, you just told Vince Carter's mom to sit her ass. I told Roddy Rogers. I, I, I was asking like, <laughs> Roddy Rogers did it. Yeah, I didn't say anything. Roddy Rogers told yeah. Mama Carter. Yes, you did. I would never. She looks like a nice, very nice woman. I would never yeah, tell her. Apologies to uh, Vince Carter's mom if she's listening. <laughs> yeah. Nice fucking double team there by Jason Kidd yeah. and Gugliotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll just strap him. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a great ad too. The great one, Michael Jordan, scored 50 points or more, 38 oh, times. Oh, give a shit on Michael Jordan. Come on, shut up. Get to Michael Jordan. Yeah, whatever. Mark Chamberlain yeah. did it like 70 times in the season. Right, yeah, yeah we're going to bring up Michael Jordan. When... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Michael Jordan did it 38 times. Whatever. <laughs> Welcome back to Toronto. We build it as Vince Carter and the Raptors coming out party. And the great ones respond when the spotlight shines. And he has a career high. See, I said it was the coming out party. Points. The Raptors yeah. lead by one. 17 seconds on the game clock, 4 seconds on the shot clock. Toronto ball. If you're the Phoenix Suns, you don't want anything coming cheap and over the top. They got to make this ball come from the outside. Is. Oh, <laughs> I don't oh. know if I love the play. Oh, it's going to work. Oh, it's not going to Maybe let's not put the ball in Charles Oakley's yeah. hands. Charles Oakley's hands on the wing at the three-point line. Four <laughs> seconds yeah. on the clock. But they... They were running out of time, so I uh, I understand the initial impulse, but getting out of his hands quickly would have been a good idea. Maybe not into Doug Christie's hands, um, you know. I mean, I'm not blaming Oakley for that, but it's like that's no. the situation you find yourself in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Something went wrong before that. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why Bush Carter never got a job after <laughs> Yeah, maybe we're finding out a little more. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe there was a legitimate reason in this case. Probably not. That triple header yeah, was great, tri- man. Tri- yeah, I want to watch all those yeah. games. That sounds great. Yeah. And like what? they had, they had like seven games on there. Yeah, what, the, like what you day of the week this was this? It had to be on Sunday. That's what I'm yeah. wondering. Yeah, let me find out if it was. Yeah, it was a Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, there's a hundred percent chance I spent my entire Sunday watching all this shit on my birthday. That sounds. Yeah. Fantastic. That's that's what I did back then. Now we shut our house down. Sunday afternoon was done, but NBA on NBC. Yeah. So yeah, I probably saw this game too, but don't remember it. <laughs> okay, we got yeah, right. yeah. Okay, Rodney. Yeah, no. uh, 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 <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah. That was uh That was the play. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe Rodney uh, should have got his teammates involved a little bit. I think yeah, I think Rodney should have took that elbow jumper when he had the chance. Yeah. Yeah. See. yeah. Nice. He got into a whole lot of trouble when he started to drive. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. Right. No. So yeah. Yeah, especially with Charles Oakley guarding you, like that's, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. 
Uh, you know what? He he had a good move on him, but yeah, he just lost the ball at the last second. Right. So. Yeah. Maybe not the worst idea, but also not the best idea. No. Definitely the worst execution. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely did right. not work. Yeah. Uh, that's and that's why Rodney Rogers was never on a winning team ever, per yeah. Jason. So. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He At this point in his career, he had been on a team that was um, that was a game over 500. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. And defeated the number one seed, Supersonics. Exactly. Uh, there, there is that. It's true. Who deserved every bit of that humiliation that they got? <laughs> Especially yep. George Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, this was a uh, oh, with a mind. Yeah. Always enjoyed a mod. Even if I know now that he basically, you know, he's there because he's, you know, crony to all the players. But <laughs> well, you know what? Hey. <laughs> yeah. But so when, the, they, when they say national TV debut, I, I don't know if you guys would know. Do they mean just NBC or do they mean like literally? The first time they've ever been on national TV, because I, I mean, I find that hard to believe. It's probably just them like protecting, you know, NBC. But I, maybe yeah, I, I don't know. I think national as opposed to cable TV. So so network TV. Right, right, okay. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked that they never even been on TNT or TBS. That's what I mean. Like maybe their like debut game, I could see being on there, and then like after that, like never again. Because why would you need to see like you know any other era? Before but like this, they but... suck. They sucked until this year. Right. So. Yeah. Were particularly interesting at any point in that time. No, either, so. right until they got Carter. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No, no one who was, you know, had, they had some nice young players, but no one who was definitely seemed like a foundational star. So, how dare you insult Marcus Camby? I, I, I apologize. <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Camby. You know, uh, would uh, uh, would never. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't think he earned that one. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably should have. Uh, probably were. Probably if you traded uh, Marcus Camby's and Sean Marion's defensive awards, you probably would get a fairly rea- uh, accurate, you know, reflection of their of their worth on defense. So, food for thought. Um, anything else? I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to think about that for more than the second we stop this. I am not thinking about that ever again. So, okay. Just a, just a forewarning. So, thanks, Richard. I appreciate the support. So, <laughs> Curtis, anything else before we uh, we take off? Uh, no, it was just good to see a, a nice, solid, well-played basketball game from 2000. Um, it got into the 100, so I think people will be shocked to see that. I, yeah. I'm very proud of us. Yeah, yeah, fun to see, you know, Vince Carter uh, have a, fan, a quietly fantastic game, a very balanced uh, uh, game, you know, some fun times. Of course, you know, Vince had a wonderful career. We're, we're happy to celebrate it. Uh, you know, we're um, – Looking forward to a time in which we can watch a new NBA basketball games again, probably uh, quite a, a bit off. So we're enjoying doing this. Uh, hope everyone out there is, um, you know, staying safe and doing okay. And, um, you know, keep uh, keep listening and hanging out with us. And, you know, we'll uh, do our best to help everyone get through it. So until next time, thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line. 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.